Welcome to the McGuffin Fries Movie Podcast. I'm Gavin. And I'm Ian. And uh, what we do is that uh, the two of us just talk about movies for a little bit, and then we review a bunch of movies. I'll be uh, doing a DVD review today. I'll be reviewing Jack Reacher around. I mean, Jack Reacher. I'll be doing a likewise DVD review of Silver Linings Playbook, and I'll also be doing a review of this week's big release, uh, Fast and the Furious 6. Is that what it's called, Fast and the Furious Six? I don't fucking know anymore. Do you, can can you name what all the, all the, what can you name all of them? I think I can because I looked them up, but don't ask me the chronology because that's weird. All right, I, I, we'll get I, to that I, later. I, we'll I, get I, to okay. this because this is a this is a more twisted chronology than the new J.J. Abrams St- Star Trek movie. I know. In terms of the timeline, it's pretty fucked up actually yeah. because uh, it kind of goes back to Tokyo Drift, which was set in the Tokyo future. Drift. <laughs> takes pla- I mean, it's like Wolverine and X Men as well. Yeah, Tokyo yeah. Drift takes place in the future. Yes, in the future. That's right. So the character the character one of the characters who turns up in Tokyo having watched five and six one of the characters is in Tokyo Drift is constantly talking about maybe I should go to Tokyo mm-hmm. mm. but he doesn't not why don't yet. we just review the movie not now yet. not yet <laughs> not, not just yet not we're going to do what he we'll we, got, we, we got a couple more movies to get through here we'll get to the review but maybe we'll go to Israel first maybe maybe no not yet not, not yet. yet not yet not yet um, if <laughs> if you're listening to us for the first time welcome welcome we aim to please if you are a regular listener thank you very much for your continued patronage uh, patronage probably not the best word to use oh, fuck it no one pays us for this shit you suck at intros and yeah, if I'm, you want to tell us that, to keep the intro longer or shorter you can get us at podcast at mcyappinfries.com email address that's podcast at mcyappinfries.com and you can find our twitter addresses on our website that's you so as usual we'll start off with some news what have you got that's been burning up the Burning up the fucking atmosphere these days. Well, it's a good, beautiful segue. Seeing as the Enterprise <laughs> Enterprise falls through the atmosphere in Star Trek, have you been seeing, like, there's a weird... Star Trek Into Darkness doesn't seem to have, like, caught on that much. There's this weird undertone of everyone hating it, apart from yourself, myself, and maybe 20 other people on Twitter. What are you talking about, everyone hating well, it? Well, not everybody, but I mean, a lot of people... I, I, the overwhelm, I follow a, quite a good few reviewers on Twitter and stuff like that, and some of the websites that I would be more... Uh, you know that uh, have been in the past more in tune the movie with didn't, my the movie didn't open as big as people expected it to open but then yeah. again having said that the movie opened at 85 million 85 mm. million is not an embarrassment we're not talking John Carter numbers no you know so it is It is a success you know our, and there will probably be a third one oh hopefully oh, yeah yeah you yeah. know and so in that regard okay you know taking into consideration 3D dollars and IMAX was the first one shown in IMAX? I can't remember. I don't it, think the first one was. There was no 3D, but yeah. uh, I can't remember about the IMAX. So people are saying that it hasn't made a very strong impact in the cinemas, at least not as, not as, not as much as the buzz that the trailers would yeah. suggest, because the, it was, they were very buzzy trailers. And a lot of people, the, thing, the main thing for me is just gauging it off the people I follow on Twitter in the UK and Europe and the US who are all reviewers and who I'm following because they've shared a likeness for the things that I like yeah. up until this point some of them really fucking hated it which I find I can't understand that. I mean again it's like John Carter and by the time we saw John Carter we both liked it right Yeah. and yeah. the hype was gone yeah well I mean I think part of again it's and this like you know the problem with our review is that it's difficult to talk too much about why people may not like it without getting into spoilers yeah um, and it's one of those movies that is hanging by a thread yeah <laughs> I only need to say one word and the, whole, and, and, the, and the whole thing's fucked for anyone who hasn't seen it and not only is it just one word but that, that the one word that would give it away is numerous possible words you could you could use yeah, there's, <laughs> there's plenty so I mean personally I thought it was a very entertaining sci- you know space movie yeah. That that that's that's what I took home from it. Yeah. I I you know I, I I'm a fan of the old stuff, and, and but the old stuff is the old stuff. Yeah. And 
if you're gonna make comparisons, and the people that I've spoken to who do that have issues with it, yeah. have issues with it for that reason yeah. because they make comparisons. Okay, like I was talking to this person today. Um, I didn't even want to fucking talk about Star Trek, and this and this person is just like, oh, I saw it. I want to talk about it. I'm like, oh fuck, you know. And she brought something up that I don't really agree with, but again, it's hard for me to say it because we were we were comparing notes this film. And, and another, another film, film from the star, from the old Star Trek canon, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Look, you can, you know, it's it's you, people. Some people say it's an homage. I say it's a copy." <laughs> yeah, they say. There's a, did you see? There's a great because Damon Lindelof again. If lot you of, haven't seen the movie, you won't know. We won't, you won't know what we're talking about. If you yeah. have seen the movie, you'll know what we're talking. You about. You know what we're talking about is that this person was like saying, "Look, some people say it's an homage. Fuck that. It's a copy." Yeah. And I just didn't care enough to continue the conversation. Yeah. I mean, like. You know, it's 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 eight o'clock in the morning. We've got work to do. Yeah. You know, can we? And, but but she didn't. She does. She she was just like just going to town on J.J. Abrams. Really? Not David Lindelof? Because everyone usually goes no, no, for no, no, hate no. on him. She was going to town on J.J. Abrams, like basically saying that he's got no more ideas left, and that you can recognize all of his little tricks. And you watch the movie, and Star Wars is going to suck. When I when I talk to people like this, I really do sort of think like, what? You know, I mean, where's the joy gone in your life? <laughs> Is there any... Is that, is that small child still inside somewhere trying to get out? Maybe a couple of years ago I might have, I might have you know, um, agreed, agreed with this person. These days I'm just like, dude, it's a movie. Mm. It's a fucking movie. Did it come to your house and Did, shit on your rug? No. No. You're you fine. Know, Did you like it? Yeah. Great. Did you laugh at that bit with, with Scotty when I went, Shh, I thought, yeah. Yeah, you know. Did you not like it? Well, you know, too bad. But you know what? There's another movie coming out next week. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck over. And that one's got The Rock in it. <laughs> it's got The Rock and Vin Diesel, so you like that it's one. Got, it's, got, it's got the franchise, franchise Viagra. Mm. Um, you do know he calls himself that, right? Who? The Rock? Yeah. He calls himself Franchise Viagra. <laughs> Ludacris calls him Samoan Thor. <laughs> um, there's a great article on Grantland, which is a sports website which constantly does articles that are not about sports, apparently. Yep. It's, I think his name is Alex Papa Thingamy. Did you ever see him on Channel 4? He used to do the movie show kind of... He's got mm. lovely hair, young Greek-looking dude. No. But they interviewed about it, and they touch upon kind of the remix aspect of it, and he talks about, like, we decided we had to do it. And get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, you know, and I think it's a really good article because Lindelof gets a lot of hate. And I'm not going to apologize for the last season of Lost whatsoever. He's come out now and he's, he's, he's quite self-effacing when you read any of the interviews with him. Like, he's, he's, he admits out, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. I'm constantly terrified. He was dying during the ending of Lost. He's dying during everything he's doing. He's just, he's the talentless hack and he calls it himself. And doesn't come off as too, oh, I'm a talentless hack. Look at all my goals. Well, he's working on all of these properties that just have such... Furious fan base, you know, people who just really want to see other people suffer greatly. That's why I think he's he's, he's got to say, Star Wars, JJ, I'm busy. Yeah, <laughs> I can't I, fucking no, no, do no, it. No, I, I think he should stay the fuck away. From yeah, Star yeah. Wars. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen it twice, and I still think it held up as much the second time as it did the first time, and it got me in all the right places, and I, I'm totally on board with the movie. I mean, I, I mean, I don't see what the big deal is. You know, I, I found it to be very involving. Um, could there have been a more character stuff? Yeah, probably, but... It's zipped. The one thing that gets the second time is the pacing it is... It's pretty relentless. It's relentless. It it's, is relentless. It's pretty damn relentless. And that's great. And, you, you know, the, if, if, you, if, if, it hadn't been, if it hadn't been well-paced, people would have bitched about that. Yeah. You know, if... So you can't really... If win. they hadn't done X, people would have bitched they didn't do when X. You're, when you're dealing with these kinds of franchises, when you're dealing with these kinds of iconic... 
titles. It's impossible mm. to please everyone. You yeah. can't please everyone because everyone has their own fucked up ideas about how it should be. Yeah. You know, and a lot of the time, if you went by the absolute sort of hardcore fans' idea of what it should be, you'd be looking at the biggest turkey in in, in movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not, nothing fucking happens I know but look at the costume he's wearing it's the fucking original from the <laughs> fuck you <laughs> but yeah if you haven't seen it yet go see it and it's like it. when we saw that guy dressed up as Spock and I just wish I had a gun <laughs> like, I'm gonna shoot this guy in his fake ears <laughs> he liked the movie yeah he did didn't he yeah. I think he was the one guy in the cinema who was clapping when that word was mentioned. <laughs> oh yeah, awesome! He's like, oh, my whole life is validated. Oh, that was the weird thing because we saw the press screening, and the normal screening was really weird because I was in the exact same cinema, uh-huh, uh-huh. and it was full, uh-huh. and no one laughed apart from myself and my girlfriend for the whole thing, which is something you get in Malaysian audiences sometimes. Like I told you before about seeing Mama Mia and laughing like a drink. We'd had we'd had drinks, mm-hmm. and not a single person in the cinema was laughing with us. Did you take, or at us? Did you take into consideration this might be because you have one of the loudest laughs in the world? They were they were intimidated, and they might have been somewhat intimidated by you. No, and your girlfriend, but even chuckles doesn't have a doesn't have a soft laugh either. <laughs> there wasn't even chuckles. Like there was nothing. Like there was even little small bits. There was no maybe, like maybe, I couldn't I couldn't even hear a winsome grin. Maybe they was maybe they were just you know so swept just, up in the movie, just carried along with the with the frantic relentless pace. Maybe. Or maybe they were just hating the movie too much to uh, to laugh. Cause maybe they were just paralyzed because 3D IMAX is like ah! it's like when being in a wind tunnel. You well, also also the, also the 3D in Star Trek wasn't great. No, it wasn't great. There was one or two. There was one or two spears and laser blows. Particularly in IMAX, the background is all kinds of shaky. But I've heard uh, someone, uh, some friends of mine, saw it in the pavilion in uh, 3D there, mm-hmm. and they said the 3D was worse. I like, go, it was really bad. They had problems with the glasses and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, no, I mean to me, to me, hands down, the best 3D experience ever is still Hobbit in 48 frames. Oh, really? Not Life of Pi? No. Uh, I mean, Life of Pi, the 3D was fine, but there were a couple of times when I just had to take the glasses off. Hmm. Uh, whereas uh, Hobbit in 48 frames, gentle as shit. I, I, I didn't even realize I was wearing glasses. I actually preferred the Hobbit in, uh, on DVD when we watched it recently. It actually was like, oh, now it makes sense. Now I can see the whole television. It makes sense that I can look over and see that plank of wood and all. You know, I can't. I know all the detail is there on that splinter, but I don't really need to see it right now. Whereas on, I, th- I felt it was slightly overwhelming and, and weird looking on the movies. Right. Uh, on to happier news then. Um, I think we mentioned this last year about the Kickstarter. You know, Kickstarter, that system mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. people money. Um, Kickstarter seems to be financing quite a few things lately. Like Zach Braff. Zach Braff, his, uh, his follow-up to Garden State called Wish I Was Here. Wish I Was There. Wish I Was There. Wish I Was There. And he's also... Uh, it, it also um, he's got Kate Hudson's being cast now in that. As that's his right. Wife. And it's also uh, helped to kickstart the Veronica Mars movie. Yeah, there's a bit of weirdness. I, I, we didn't touch on this last week. So the, the, the Kickstarter thing is the idea is supposed to be like, you know, I want to make bowls and they're going to be awesome bowls, but I need like $600 for clay. Something and, like that. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I go for that. And if they're amazing looking bowls, then <laughs> yeah. then people, you know, you end up... Because it can kill you because people say if 10,000 people all donate $10 to get your bowls, then you're fucked because you have to manufacture 10,000 of these things when you only wanted to do about 60. Yep, yep. Um, but now... With the Veronica Mars thing, because it's Warner Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Is it Warner Brothers or is it somebody else? It's Warner Brothers. It's Warner Brothers, but it looks like they've used Kickstarter to gauge the interest. Yeah. The money that they're getting will maybe cover the marketing or less. Well, still, at, yeah. least, at least it's going to cover something. Yeah. I mean, that's where... 
I think a lot of people are giving out because they're thinking there should be two systems for that. It's like, you know, gauge interest, and then the other one is like for the... It's devolving into this two-tier thing anyway. Right. Because a lot of people who are making... Someone said, like, you know, this is taking money away from the indie guy who's going to the, the, the new Steven Spielberg who's making a shoestring budget movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, whereas everyone's, you know, donating shitloads to... I mean, was there one that was $25,000 to actually have a speaking line in the film in the Zach Braff one? <laughs> Was it something like that? Twenty five thousand. Oh, they, they go crazy. There's a there's a great one. There. There's a website called Penny Arcade. They do video game comic three panel yes. comic. Yeah, I no, mentioned them. I know Penny times. Arcade. Yeah. They had a Kickstarter to remove ads from their website so that they could concentrate on doing the comic and also offshoot things for people as opposed to offshoot things that they get paid for for mm-hmm. other video game companies about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of the top uh, stretch goals. They said like we only need to get. They were trying to get like ten thousand or twenty thousand. I can't remember what the exact total, but once they exceeded that, mm-hmm. that's what new goals. And if they hit each of those goals, they would do something. One of which was um, one of the guys, the, the artist, would uh, read out all the people, all the people who donated to a certain amount, mm-hmm. would get their names read out to a duck. He would scream it at a duck. And they just put it in there as a joke because they no way thought they would make that level of money. The video went up about two, three weeks ago of him running down around a field with a list of all the backers screaming them as a, <laughs> as a group of ducks. Has it gone viral? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he put it on YouTube. I, I just watched. I could only watch the first ten minutes of it because the ducks kept wandering away. And he's like, I don't know how to do this. The ducks keep wandering <laughs> off. So it's a funny thing. But uh, the Veronica Narsman got a little bit of a backlash because of that. It's like, well, Warner Brothers is going to make this movie anyway. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And Zach Braff, everyone thinks Zach Braff's a millionaire. So why is he doing it? He's got Scrubs money. That's right. Yeah. I mean, but uh, yeah, well, I'm sure he got quite a bit of money for doing Scrubs. Yeah. That thing ran for fucking ever. Mm. It's like Taxi. Uh, but another movie that was getting done um, that the financing is coming from Kickstarter is the new Charlie Kaufman film, The uh, Anomalisa. What? <laughs> I don't remember this. Anomalisa. I know my Lisa. I know my Lisa. <laughs> She's good girl. Fucking trust Charlie Kaufman to come up with a fucking title that you can't pronounce. Uh, Charlie Kaufman, for those of you who don't know, is the um, the writer of Being John Malkovich adaptation, and uh, I think he I think he also what was the what, what's the other one? Uh, Sinodosh. Sinodosh, New York. That's yeah. right. Um, and he also did the script for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, yeah. which is a uh, great movie, excellent movie, probably one of the best movies of the, of the decade, I would say. Yeah, who it, was it? It was what's his name? Was not. It was Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet, the French director, though, wasn't it? it was oh, Gondry. Michel Gondry. Yeah, yeah, the guy Risa Fans hates. Yeah, <laughs> Risa Fans hates him. Yeah, Risa Fans hates him. Oh, he's. A, oh, we've missed that. I think it was. It was. It fell into our hiatus period. There was a trailer for Michel Gondry's Wonder. Like it's this. We it's com- like it's complete Michel Gondry. Like at least yeah. Eternal. Michel Sol- Gondry doing doing a weird movie. Really? Like no, really weird. Like it's, right. it's full. It's full on Michel. It's not. Have, did you watch the Science of Sleep? No. I heard that was fucked up. I heard yeah. that was really weird. I didn't see it. Gail, Gail Bernal, gorgeous, whatever the fuck. Is yeah, whatever is. the fuck is there about uh, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman with a giant hand. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> ding, Ooh, ding, change, ding, change. <laughs> Must be my lucky day. Uh, but um, this is actually uh, Anomalisa is actually uh, was originally his play, mm. and um, he's adapting it for the screen, and it's going to be an animated movie. Oh, it's uh, so yeah, Charlie Kaufman. Being Charlie Kaufman, and he's getting the uh, the same actors who were in the uh, the stage production to do voices in the film, and that's Jennifer Jason Lee, mm-hmm. Tom Noonan, and uh, David Thewlis. Nice oh. to see Tom Noonan doing some doing some mainstream. Yeah, stuff. he's not just living in an alleyway doing some nuke. Like the fucking. The f- <laughs> that's right. Speaking of which, yeah. <laughs> that's a pull. No one's no one's gonna get that fucking reference. Someone will. Uh, Tom Noonan doing nuke. Yes. 
in an alley. Yeah. In a in a sci-fi movie. Yeah. I won't I won't say what movie it is. I will say that it was one of the last films that the director of Empire Strikes Back directed. Yeah. Mm. Um, if, if you know what we're talking about, you can get us at podcast.mcapitalprize.com. Uh, Call us out on that shit. It's like, <laughs> dude, I know what fucking movie you're talking about. You think you're you think you're so smart. So the reason I brought up Kickstarter originally was that there was the RoboCop statue that they were going to build in Detroit. Yeah. Um, this made its money. Uh, they finished assembling the um, what do you call it? The bit, not the cast. They got to cast it in bronze first, but it's the, the template or whatever. So they finished it. I put a photo up. This thing is like, it's fucking tall. It's fucking awesome. I want to go to Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't figured out where they're gonna put it yet. There was a they're, they're gonna because the, originally it was they petitioned the, the the state to do it and they were like, nah, fuck off, Robocop, what? So they raised the money for it and it's gonna be in bronze, cast in bronze, and they're gonna stick it in a park somewhere. And that's it's just, just awesome. That's just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, after you know hearing. After watching Detroit, I after watching Detroit RoboCop movies, you'd, you'd you know you cross Detroit off list of ever going there, but now they have a RoboCop statue back on the list. Yeah, you got You got to go. I mean, yeah, yeah. You got to go. There's a fucking RoboCop statue. Although I am disappointed that he's not doing the one hand in the air shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll put this picture up. Um, yeah. He's on, just kind of the standing there, going, "What? Where?" Hmm? Yeah, he kind of looks a little lost, like he's about to ask for directions. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of, because in the '80s he doesn't have GPS. I know he's like he's trying. He to, doesn't have Google Maps. It's like, how do I get to Bloomingdale? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's really weird. Like uh, I'm about to do like a Robocop voice, and just just before I'm about to say something, in my mind I'm gonna do an Arnold voice. <laughs> how do I get to the? <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> it's this weird thing where my brain is just fucking with me. Oh no. Uh, speaking of Paul Verhoeven. Yes. Uh, did you see the news that during the week that the so they're talking all the there's been a lot of run up to the new Conan movie. Is it King Conan? What are they going to call it? I don't know what they're calling it, but like Arnold's going to be in it. The new the new Conan uh, Conan, Conan Conan movie. Conan right, movie. Yes, yeah. Yes. yes. The and le- the somehow of, yeah somehow somebody got talking to Paul Verhoeven who was like they haven't talked to me but I'd actually be love to do it and then he went on talking about how the musician from the the the, the soundtrack guy from the earlier movies had actually Basil Basil uh, Pilnius or Polydike Pil- 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 yeah something like that Polydurus Polydurian Polydurian I know the guy you're talking about his name is Basil Polydurian Basil Exposition <laughs> yes that's not his name <laughs> let's just go with it his name is Basil Polydurian <laughs> Polydurian I'm a, I'm a loser what um, <laughs> Basil Polydurus you started for 10 excellent Basically, basically, he said, basically, it's a great movie, and I found the composer basically inspired many of my movies, like Arnold, Robocop, Star Trek, and Total Recall. The score of Conan is great. But he said, if they asked me, I'd certainly love to. You know what? Um, That'd be kind of cool. For those of you who have been listening to us for a while, the last time that we spoke about the uh, this this movie, The Legend of Conan, I was kind of skeptical about it. Mm. If Paul Verhoeven comes on as director, I'm fucking You're on stoked. board. I'm on board. The other thing they had was apparently that because it's set up at Universal, they can use the same swords from the original. Fuck yeah. So this is uh, producer F- Frederick Malberg. <laughs> Freddy. So the, I don't know. I haven't seen these in so long. Is it the same? Use the father's sword and the Atlantean? I don't... Do they, do they mean things to you? The father's sword? The father's sword? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember these. It's been a long time. No, well, I mean, if Paul Verhoeven had, is... 
comes on board to direct this, it'll just be awesome. Because this guy, first of all, he's got an amazing sense of humor. Second yeah. of all, he's not afraid of blood. Yeah. And you know he loves titties. Yeah. So there's going to be all kinds of... This is all the shit that makes a great Conan movie. Yeah. So just hit the fucking gym, Arnold. Yeah. Because in Last Stand, I mean... You, one, uh, well, he has done that. He has, uh, this, this is a three-part quote, uh, quote from uh, movie line, a movie web. And it's like, you know... He's been. He's still. I work out every day. He's worked out twice a day yeah, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. still pushing it like he's training, so. training his mind and yeah. his body. <laughs> so for me to get on the set and swing around the sword again and ride the horses and all those things, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I think that that would be great, and also because um, before, uh, I think it was uh, after, I think it was after Last Action Hero. It was somewhere around the same time as True Lies, where. After Last Action Hero bombed, and Arnold was trying to get his his career Mojo back, on, back. Tr- trying to get his career back on track, mm-hmm. uh, one of the movies he was supposed to do was uh, the Crusades movie with Paul Verhoeven. Oh yeah, and um, whatever happened to that? Well, because uh, if you if you read uh, Total Recall, Arnold's bio- autobiography, you'll know what happened to that. <laughs> Is that they were having the budget was just too fucking much, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they would go for meetings, and Paul Ver- it, it was it was at the time I think that I think the budget that they signed off at. They signed off on was about seventy or eighty million, mm-hmm. which at the time that's a lot. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're talking nineteen ninety three, ninety four. So at that point, what was it? Uh, so Terminator, in, in, Terminator Two was the first. Was that the first hundred yeah, million? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that in, was ninety three. In today's, it, in today's dollars, that would be about one hundred and fifty million dollar budget. Yeah, so which is the same as Star Trek. Yeah, it's a it's a big fucking budget for a Crusades for, movie for, for, a, for, a, for a movie with no guns yeah. <laughs> and no explosions, or car crashes. You know, just Arnold chopping people up. Mm. The fucking Crusades, and I was really looking forward to this movie. Mm. And uh, when I was reading the, uh, Arnold's book, he was saying that they would go for these meetings with the studio, and Paul Verhoeven is such a fucking outspoken asshole. That he that he never it never occurs to him to lie. It never occurs to him to say it's like all right, fine, we will do it for this yeah, yeah. because Ar- Arnold is like saying what what he doesn't understand is that you say you, you say you can do it for this much ha- when you're halfway through shooting. If you need more, what are they going to do? Pull the plug on the movie? They're mm. not. They're going to pump more money into it. Yeah, you know. I mean. But Paul Verhoeven is like, you're fucking crazy. I can't do it for 50 million. I need 100 million. I need that. You know, he's just a crazy son of a bitch yeah, yeah. banging on the table. Like, 80 million. I can't do it for 80 million. And so the movie died. And Arnold's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? I want to make crusades. <laughs> so that's what happened to that movie. Is that book good? I haven't read it. It's 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 a guilty pleasure. I mean, is it as bad as his DVD? Was it what was the movie he did the DVD commentary on? Was it Total Recall where he just he's just saying, "Oh yeah, this is where yeah. I get in the taxi." Oh, this is a fantastic scene, and I'm basically running away from. Yeah, he just yeah. he narrates what's he narrates, going on. Narrates what's going. Yeah, it's total it's Total Recall. <laughs> um, <laughs> the book isn't just that; is I'm narrating as I'm writing. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I mean, but the book is as self congratulatory as the man himself. Ah, all right. I mean, he basically at one point. At one point, he even lists out how much money he gets paid per film. Really? Yeah, it lists out. Just want to give you an idea of how much money. You know, so it's like if I make three million on this movie, then the next movie it has to be six million, and then after that it needs to be ten. And it's basically this is the, this is the bullet pointed list with the bottom point being nailed it. Basically, basically, he starts with like his early film, I uh, get paid peanuts, and then he finishes it off with the next film, with the last film he's made, where he gets paid like thirty-five million. Uh, but. I mean, it's a fun read. Yeah, it's a it's a fun read in the sense that he's 
he just talks shit <laughs> about everybody. That's all, that's all he does. He's just there talking about how awesome he is and how, you know, I mean, the, the, yeah. actually the early chapters are the most fascinating because they're about his childhood and about his time in the army and all Before that. Before he was a shithead. Yeah. You know, but that whole thing of the affair with his maid is just, he, he just, it's so glossed over. Yeah. That I don't even know why he even brings it up. Oh, he, but he does bring it he up. He does bring it up. Mm. But it's almost... There, there was some rumored on the internet only today about they might be reconciling with Maria Shriver. I hope so. I've, I've, I've always liked them as a couple. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty she didn't they, like him as a husband. They were, my, they were my first celebrity couple. Were they? Yeah, 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 yeah. You had the posters? I was a huge Arnold fan. I was a huge Arnold fan. I wanted his marriage to work. <laughs> you were personally invested. I was, I was. I was very upset when I found out he fucked his mate. <laughs> I was even more upset when I saw what she looked like. <laughs> it's like, dude. Really? Come on, man. <laughs> Did I tell you that story about like that I heard um, when I was at the con about this guy who's good friends with Arnold? No. And he was t- he was telling me this story. I mean, okay, for listeners, this is all hearsay. I don't know how true this is. But Everything on this show is hearsay. But if it is true, it's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. I was talking to this guy. Um, I was I was I was working on on a project with this guy who is good friends with someone who is good friends with Arnold. Mm. And he was saying that. Um, Back in the day, and this is very upsetting to hear that he was cheating on his wife back then. But he would go into play, he would go into clubs or whatever, and pick out girls. And then he, these guys would like have to like stand guard in, in or, uh, outside the the men's room while he fucked this chick. Mm. And this guy was saying that he overheard Arnold one day saying, um, one day like he overheard Arnold going, "Oh fuck, you've got dick." <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how true it is. Yeah. But if it is true, it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was Robocop. Um, speaking of Verhoeven. So, yeah, I hope, I hope Paul Verhoeven does Conan. Get, to, get, some of those cru- get, get some of that crusade mojo back. Yeah. Another icon of the 80s. Do you notice Kurt Russell hasn't been in anything recently? Uh, I think the last thing he was in was... Uh, Touch Touchback or something this football movie in uh, a couple of years ago yeah but um, he has been shooting this other film called um, the Bone uh, Tomahawk that's 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 another one that's with, the one that's, that's announced from Cannes yeah with uh, Timothy Oliphant yeah uh, but he's he's also making another movie at the moment uh, called The Black Marks I think it's called I oh, think really? it's called The Black Marks and oh. that's uh, it, that's with Matt Matt Dillon and Terrence Stamp oh I hadn't heard of that one because I was just I mean I'd heard about this Bone Tomahawk thing I was like then I realized. I haven't seen Kurt Russell in a while. And the last thing, the last big thing, we did Twitchback and then Cutlass and then Deathproof, 2007. Yeah. Well, oh, the Art of the Steel is one he's doing now as well. Is that one? The Art of the it Steel? might. It might be that. Yeah. Because uh, they might have uh, they might have changed the title or something. Yeah. No. Um, but uh, but the the, uh, the Bone Tomahawk sounds like uh, Cowboys versus Cannibals. How can you not like that? Yeah, exactly. Worked so well for John Favreau. <laughs> yeah. So the Art of the Steel is uh, was originally the bl- the Black Marks, and um, yeah. So that's with. Uh, Matt Dillon, Terrence Stamp, and uh, Jay Baruchel. Okay. And uh, Devon ba- Devon Bostic. Devon Bostic. He's um, he's uh, Je- was it? What's the guy's name? Jeffrey. In um, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Roderick. Roderick. Roderick rules. Yeah, yeah. Roderick rules. <laughs> Your role model. <laughs> I, I I have a soft spot for the first one. <laughs> have you seen all three? There's three of them there. No, no I've seen two. I've seen the, I've seen two of them. I. I I didn't like the second one enough to go and see the third one, but I, oh. but I, for some reason I really enjoyed the first one. Hmm. First, 
Yeah, yeah, I know. You really fucking love the first for, one. For, for some weird reason, yeah. I can't explain it. I, I got a little bit of a, I got a little soft spot for Diary of a Wimpy Kid one. Yeah, you got to miss the eyeing shit whenever you talk about it. <laughs> uh, but this, is, I mean, this is an announcement can again. So can's on, but there's not been enough lot of news that's we've been able to verify or follow. Um, but apparently, this Bone Tomahawk is a movie following an outlaw who leads a band of cannibals and cannibalistic troglodytes. Mm-hmm. Uh, back into a, peace for, a peaceful western town and Kurt Russell will play the sheriff I presume Tim the Elephant will play the outlaw probably probably because he's badass and justified <laughs> um, I saw that the, the, the monsters kidnapped several settlers and they got to get a rescue party together but again I just didn't realize that Kurt I thought he'd just been doing shit or doing TV movies or something like that but he no. just hasn't Dude, he's he's fucking semi-retired. I know, but I mean, when you think about the 2007 was when he did Death Proof, and that was awesome. No, but he's he's doing. He was he, awesome in that. No, but he's doing it the smart way. It's like he's not fucking wasting his time on shit. He's mm. like he's growing old gracefully. He's enjoying his he's enjoying his old age. He's got he's got his fucking ranch, working working with the horses and d- doing what he does. You know, <laughs> that's a smart American right there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You know, not like some other fuckers who are like 50 and trying to look like they're 20, but well, I'll get to my Jack Reacher uh, <laughs> review later. Review later. Nice one. Uh, there's some other stuff that came along last week that we missed. So there's a lot, I have a lot of trailer news. Um, after a lot of teasing, we finally got a trailer for uh, the Avengers TV show that's going to come out, the Avengers-related TV show that's going to come out, although already in a week, it seems like. Yep. Yeah. So Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., what did you think of this? Um... I'm gonna reserve judgment, but it looks pretty fun. Yeah, it looks a bit like heroes I, I before think, it turned to shit. I think I think part of the problem, or uh, and it's not even a problem. I mean, I, I don't know if it's if it's gonna be a problem, but one of the potential problems for doing this kind of thing is that after when you're coming off a movie like The Avengers or pretty much any of the Marvel movies that have been coming out, uh, all of those movies have amazing production values. Yes, and so when you when you Trying to do that on a TV budget when is you, impossible. When you try to do that in a TV budget, when you start looking at this stuff, and, and you, the last thing you want to be doing is making comparisons to the Avengers. Well, that's why, did you know, a lot of commenters said this, that I have that in the actual trailer, like it has, you know, the, the actual, the full, because they had, had a series of teasers, then had a full two On minute. the other hand, it is nice to see um, uh, Clark, Clark Gregg back. Yeah, Agent Coulson lives. Yes. But there is, you know, when they say like, you know, there's, I think in the full trailer it says there are, you know, uh, what was it, legends or something like that, and it just shows a shield. Mm-hmm. Like gods, and it shows a hammer because if they do that, they don't have to pay likeness rights to um, Chris Evans and um, Chris Hemsworth, and mm-hmm. you know Iron Man's shown far away, and Banner's shown in some old footage. So uh, the CG version of Hulk is shown. So they're just saving money that way. Mar- Marvel's—they're they're re- they're really cheap. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's ABC. It's fucking—you know—from the channel that brought us what was it? Eight Rules to Date My Daughter? Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that show is so bad it killed John Ritter. Mm. Fuck, I miss John Ritter. Mm, he was great. He was awesome. He was great as Buffy's gonna, evil robot stepdad. I'm going to go. Home. Remember that? I'm going to go home and watch Bad Santa. <laughs> was that his last film? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great movie. Do you remember him? He was in one episode of Buffy as a his mom, her, her mom's uh, evil robotic boyfriend. He was a robot. I, I I was never a regular Buffy watcher. It was one of those early years where I hadn't quite hit its stride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took a while, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, moving back into... Well, you've got any news? No, you're just looking around. Um, you haven't seen any of the Ben Wheatley movies yet, have you? Kill List or Sightseers? Nope. I'll actually... I need to review Sightseers, but I haven't done it yet, have I? 
Unbelievable this show anyway I'll do another show um, I reviewed Kill List though I told you yes, about yes, that yes yes yeah you told, you told me about Kill freaked List freaked me the fuck out should watch that movie um, the trailer for his latest movie uh, Field in England was released there during the week this is, a, this is a black and white movie isn't it yeah it's with uh, is it with Reese Shearsmith what's his name Reese Shearsmith who's from yep. the League of Gentlemen not yep. the League of Extraordinary, Extraordinary Gentlemen yep and Michael Smiley who's in uh, Tires from Spaced mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, is also in he was in Kill List he's one of the hitmen in Kill List mm-hmm. and uh, Julian Barrett has a, 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 a large role who was um, in The Mighty Boosh oh wow he's the it was Vince Noir and Howard Moon he was Howard Moon right in uh, that and the, the, we've heard, been hearing bits and pieces about this for a while. It's about some like uh, I've seen production stills and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's, I, a, it's I around the time of Cromwell, and these yeah. guys wander into a field looking for treasure, and there's mushrooms involved. And this trailer is, it's very. If you've seen Kill List, it'll remind you a lot of Kill List. There's a lot of black and white going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of just weird, freaky psychedelia going on. So they, I think they might take some mushrooms, but mm-hmm. there's also something about the weird energies in the field. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they're just. Four or five. It looks like it looks like the Hangover, as if multiplied by a million. You know, as if they really are going to die from having the weird. I mean, it's not clear whether it's a, a supernatural thing that's happening. It's something they've eaten, mm-hmm. but like you know, they're like screaming about not being able to leave the field. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, screaming about you know, if I cannot leave, then I will become the field, and I will be. And it's it's totally serious, and it's totally like Lord of the Flies, people losing their mind kind of stuff. All oh, right. Um. He does weird stuff. Um, side series as well. It's a black comedy. You should definitely check it out. I'll try and do a fit a review next time mm-hmm, if I remember. Mm-hmm. No, I've heard really good things about it. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I've heard, I've heard nothing but good things about all of this guy's movies. Yeah. And uh, he's he's doubling up. I mean, he's, he's becoming the new... He's got two more, I think, on the go as well at the moment. Right. He's trying to be Britain's Guillermo del Toro. Oh, and he's got... What was it? The quote, quote on the poster? Abandon everything. Enter ben, ben Wheatley's imagination to enjoy a wonderfully seductive piece of filmmaking. That come from Nicholas Roig. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's not like, you know, fucking total film or anything like that. That's Nicholas Roig saying that. Wow. Well, uh, another, well, another piece of news that I have is um, year, quite, a, quite a few years ago, uh, David Fincher was developing a, a movie called Chef, uh, which was, um, you know, he was developing it with uh, Keanu Reeves. It was a movie adaptation of the Lenny Henry show, right? Uh, no, I think it was, it was meant to be loosely based on uh, Anthony Bourdain's novel. Oh, okay. Loosely. Mm-hmm. Very loosely. Um, he writes comics now, as well. Anthony Bourdain? Yeah. He writes comic books. He's written a comic book, I believe. You know, fuck this guy. You know, I mean, like, fuck, motherfucker, just, all he does is just eat and travel. Now he, now he's, now he writes a fucking comic. Fuck Yeah, Jiro Dreams of Sushi, I think, it's his uh, comic book. Jiro Dreams of Sushi? I thought that's a, I thought that's a documentary. Uh, oh, that's the color coming. Get Jiro, sorry. Oh, get Jiro. Jiro dreams of sushi. Yeah, that's the, the yeah. Get Jiro is Anthony Bourdain, yeah. Right. Okay. Anthony Bourdain, Langdon Foss, Jose Villarubia. All right. Well, anyway, so David Fincher was developing this with Keanu Reeves, and um, it fell through. It ended up not happening. Yeah. Uh, but they were both attached to it for quite some time, and I'm kind of upset that that didn't happen because that's a very interesting combination. Mm. Uh, but it has since it was since picked up. By um, Bradley Cooper, because oh. uh, Bradley Cooper has been—he's tr- been becoming a little bit of a producer, and uh, he's going to be producing Spielberg's next movie called American Sniper, which he's going to be playing the lead in. That sounds so weird. Yep, and uh, Bradley, just the way you said it, Bradley, Bradley Cooper producing a Steven Spielberg movie. <laughs> I know. I know. 
Yeah, the guy from Alias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's producing know. Spielberg's next yeah. film. Um, so Bradley Cooper is attached to uh, this this uh, film called Chef, which is going to be directed by John Wells, uh, who was um, the creator of ER, and he also oh. uh, he, no, not I, I don't know if he used to, I can't remember. That was Michael was, Crichton. That was Michael Crichton. No, no, he was the uh, but he directed like shitloads of it. Did he do a movie? Yeah, he directed The Company Men. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what's interesting about this is that right at the very same time, there's another movie oh, fuck. called Chef. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly the same title. Directed by John Favreau, starring Robert Downey Jr. Oh, God. <laughs> and Scarlett Johansson. It's the, de- it's the deep impact Armageddon problem all over again. I know. Only this one, both movies have the same fucking title. <laughs> How can that happen? I don't know, but like apparently... Neither one is uh, going to back down, yeah. uh, neither, and they're, and uh, one apparently there's um, they're, uh, they're they're right now both movies are trying to uh, um, trying to uh, get buyers at Cannes. Well, there'd be a trademark thing, wouldn't there? Well, this is it. I mean, because in, in a what do you do in a film in a film title you trademark because I mean when it comes out it's copy is a copyright or trademark. Um, I, I think it's I think it's cop- I think it's trademark, but. Um, I was reading somewhere. I mean, uh, I can't remember where I read this. That one of them, I think, um, I think the, Br- the Bradley Cooper one, is trying to is is trying to sue uh, the the other yeah, guy, the to, oh. to, to get them to stop st- uh, to get them to stop production on that film or some or something like that. It never bodes well when there's two of the one thing. Mm-hmm. What was the last time it happened? It wasn't. They get back to the Armageddon is is well, well known. It's, it's happening this year with fucking White House down. We had a, yeah. We had Olympus has fallen. Yeah, which wasn't great by all accounts. Oh, you saw it. No, but uh, but by all accounts, by everyone else's accounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you notice that the trailer, the next trailer for White House Down, was markedly completely different from the previous one? Yeah. The previous one was knockabout and fun. This one was then all like you know, I know the first one was all dark and stuff, and then the second one is a hell of a lot more buddy buddy cop. Yeah. Although it, I mean, the White House Down trailer, you really do feel like you've seen the whole film. Yes, it is the whole film. It is the entire fucking movie. Yeah. It's like you you see, oh, they get out of the White House. Yeah. <laughs> A field in England. It looks like the whole movie. I still don't fucking know what that movie's about. It's just weird, surrealist landscapes. It's like the trailer for Riddick. Did you see the trailer for Riddick? Yes. Uh, there's a great guy, uh, someone on Twitter, uh, name escapes me, unfortunately, and they said, I wish they'd called it Chronicles of Riddick. Riddick. That would have been great. I think I saw that. I think, <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, think I saw that tweet. <laughs> I did see the, the, the trailer, but it is like, oh, this is just the first one. Yeah, it's pitch black. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, is he back on the same planet? Oh, look, the, the, this is and it's following the same beats. He's in chains. They're going to have to. I'm going to be, I'm gonna be very upset if there's no Australians in it. Yeah, you know, if you're going to go pitch black, yeah, and you got to have that fucking dark. That, that, that girl from Farscape <laughs> and what's the other one? Radamit, Radamit, Radamit Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. but there was also another. There was also another Australian guy in there. So I, can't, I can't remember. I can't remember his name. I just remember he, he had that line. It's like I don't want that. I don't want that dog at my bloody ass. <laughs> 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 you know the guy I mean? Uh, which part was he, that at? He was looking at this guy who was like smoking a cigar, standing on top of some elevated platform or something. He's like, you know, keep a watch out, all right? And that bloody dog coming up my bloody ass. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh and he's digging a hole to bury them. Yeah, I mean... I mean, Riddick, it looks, it looks kind of cool, but I watched the trailer, I'm like, I've seen... 
have I seen the whole fucking movie? Yeah, they've got. I mean, unless they've done who's, who's making it? What production company? Because unless they've done a secret deal with Fox, points of it look like Riddick versus Aliens. Yeah, a little bit. There are a lot of xenomorph-looking motherfuckers in there. Yeah, a little but bit. there's an awful lot of like. Okay, we got Dragon in the opening shot. Watch the got Dragon in the opening shot. You've got weird two-legged alien thingies, chicken leggy thingy yeah, going and on. And towards the end, it looks there's like some stuff looks, coming out of the ground. It looks like the stuff coming out of the ground looks a little bit like the demons from from Constantine. It looks yeah, looks a little fucking weird. Um, I mean, Riddick. And all of these things have the same color palette. Yeah, it's yellow. It's that yeah. yellow and yeah, black. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when it cuts to Riddick vision and it's the purple and you go, you hear the noise. It's yeah. like, this is fucking, I've seen this a yeah. couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is nice to see him banging the chains and being all like, I'm fucking with you. You're going to let me free because I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Imagine Vin Diesel as Batman just for one minute. All right, I'm done. Yeah. Could hmm. work. Could, couldn't it? If he never took the hood off. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if Bruce Wayne just didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> you, could, you could probably... Like you, could, you, could, you could do an alternate, like, you know, the totally fucked up Batman. No, no, no. I, I would want to cast... He'd have an awesome car, though. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, but though, just after, after mainlining two of the Fast and the Furious movies, I was like, huh. Mm. That voice, like, he could be the Dark Knight Returns, almost, that kind of... Bruiser style, not yeah, the yeah, Dark Knight yeah, Returns. Yeah. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I know yeah. what you mean. I said that. I said that on Twitter, and then someone said, uh, "Imagine what was it? Imagine Michelle Rodriguez as Wonder Woman, and then my mind was blown." <laughs> but yeah, I don't know about the Reddick one. I mean, yeah. But I just brought up that thing with uh, with Chef because I just found it amusing. Yeah, that there are two movies with, about chefs called Chef. Yeah, they usually someone blinks. I mean, the, the the original version this is the Crisis in the Hot Zone, which was Outbreak, which never actually came out. Outbreak rushed to production so they could get past the Crisis for the Hot Zone, and yeah. it never actually came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was Volcano and Dante's Peak, both of which were shit. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I mean, don't rush it. It's just this is a stupid. I read that book. Uh, I think Joe put it on his Facebook. The uh, John Carter and the Ghosts of Hollywood. Oh, you read it? Mm. Any good? Uh, it's all right. He takes a few. Pot shots, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? I keep wanting to say Harry Dean Stanton. Is this Dean? St- Who's the director? Like Andrew Stanton. Andrew Stanton. I keep forgetting his fucking name. Takes a few pot shots. At a Andrew few at him, but it's mostly all hyped on MT Kearney. But it's also, like, it is a fan book, you know what I mean? He was involved in writing a website that was trying to publicize uh, it as well. And he kind of almost, I, I was reading it as a kind of a distant observer until three quarters way through the books. He actually got in touch with Disney about how to mm-hmm. save their marketing campaign. Oh, right. it, but it was interesting how concentrating on they didn't concentrate on anything like he was able it's, it's very interesting to read that book for the metrics that he applied mm-hmm. like if you looked at uh, I can't remember what the other movies that came out that year were but he was like just saying like by the number of posts on their bulletin boards on IMDB or the number of news articles on their Facebook pages mm-hmm. um, the Hunger Games had hundreds or thousands or you know with an average of one or two per day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. John O'Carter had an average of one or two per month oh, so it's more interesting for not what went wrong with John Carter but more for if you're going to run a social media campaign for a movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is an interesting book to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of a movie that I now don't give a shit about, um, Lone Ranger. No, why you don't? You, why you don't give a shit about Lone Ranger anymore? I haven't given a shit about Lone Ranger ever since it was announced, and I still don't give a shit about it. Really? Yeah, I, ch- I checked out the latest trailer. I still don't give a shit about it. I think it looks fun, like the first parts. I don't in. give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't give a shit. Army Hammer just annoys me. Mm. And, and you know, I just have kind of no interest in watching Johnny Depp play Johnny Depp anymore. Mm. And, you know, Gore Verbinski after Rango, I'm like, stop doing live action. Just keep doing cartoons. Yeah, yeah, That's all yeah. I gotta say, you know. Fuck, fuck. 
What is this Lone Ranger shit? <laughs> the the Lego sets are in town, are in stores already. What, for Lone Ranger? Yeah. Getting it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the latest trailer, but I mean, it looks like dumb fun. I mean, it's not going to be anything great, but... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, it'll, yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be mildly entertaining, I'm sure. I mean, it's got a good, solid team behind it. Yeah. It's not, you know, I mean, Gore Vibinski's a he's a good... All right, that's a better segue. Something that's not going to be mildly entertaining. This is the motion comic, the motion po- poster, which, again, I fucking hate... You, motion you, posters you, you, you Motion really, posters really, are number two you really, number, ha- you really have an issue With motion posters Number one on my list Of things I hate About modern cinema Motion posters Showing the fucking First ten minutes Of a movie as a trailer Fuck off doing that Or five minutes Or whatever it is Number two Yes Motion posters They're stupid <laughs> Did you that's, see the That's the title of this That's the title of uh, uh, this, this Motion episode. posters are stupid Motion posters Motion posters Motion posters <laughs> Motion posters They're stupid We got some motion posters Out on the porch ball Got some motion posters uh, the motion poster for I Frankenstein starring Aaron, Aaron Eckhart came out, and this looks like uh, I didn't realize until I saw this. Look at that! Wow! Look at the way the background dances. Um, oh, shit. It wasn't until I read this on IGN this that it said s- that from the creators of the hit supernatural saga Underworld. This movie's gonna suck. That's where my interest went in this movie into the underworld. Well, you know, any, I would have heard it. Any, any movie that's big. It's big sort of initial marketing push is a motion poster. Motion poster. You know you're in trouble. Yeah. And when it's a motion poster with Aaron Eckhart looking like normal, just wearing a fucking duffel coat and a bat looking motherfucker, gargoyle bastards flying in the sky. And then I didn't really, I thought, because when I heard Aaron Eckhart doing Frankenstein, I was like, oh, oh, that could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. That could be very interesting. And then, and then you realized. And then it said from the producers of Underworld. And then I said, oh, and Fuck then, that noise! And then you see these things flying in the sky, and you realize, yeah. oh, this isn't this isn't our, this isn't your grandmother. This is not the movie I'm looking for. Your, this isn't your grandmother's Frankenstein. No, no, it's Saint Mary Shelley. If they use that fucking that line, this ain't your grandmother's Frankenstein. It's not nobody's Frankenstein. It just looks stupid. Yeah. Well, also, it's coming out in January. Yeah. So that doesn't really bode well for anyone. No, but January. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just realize that. Um, something else that looks retarded but I'm sure will look much better have you seen the photos of the turtles (laughs) I'll put some of these up on the site so these poor these poor bastards is it New York they're shooting in or where is it I think it's New York yeah these poor bastards I mean if they're going to be true to the to to the source material then it should be New York Um, Um, personally I'm kind of pumped I mean so what you know yeah they've got the actors are wearing giant Motion capture shells. Motion capture shells. They're yeah. being authentic. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not faking that shit. Uh, it does look fucking weird, though. It does look really weird. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, did we mention before? We did. I know we did talk about the last time the April O'Neil casting. Um, I can't remember, but uh, in case we didn't, yeah, Megan Fox was cast as April yeah. O'Neil. She's wearing a yellow coat. But... Uh, I mean, is it is it is it great casting? Prob- no, not really. No. But is it horrible casting? No, not really. I mean, I'd, I'm kind of indifferent towards it. Mm-hmm. It at, at this point, it's really going to be about how they handle handle the material. Yeah, and handle the turtles. Um, I think I think the turtles themselves will be handled all right. I think the movie will look great. I mean, they backpedal by saying that oh, the, the ooze is alien, and it's like, which has always been, but it's like, but. The, you let it go for months. I know, but clearly... Maybe it's buzzword. Even, yeah. even, if, even if he is backpedaling, I mean, at least he's listening to the fans because originally mm. it was supposed to be just Ninja Turtles and now it's back to being Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So mm. at least, even if he was, even if he did have his head up his ass, which is very possible... Yeah. Um, no, at his, least, head, his head is too big, it won't fit up his ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. 
at least he's been listening to the fans. So in that regard, that you know, that gives a little bit of hope. Also, you know that Kevin Eastman has probably just been pulling on his jacket, like going, "Please, stop! Please, I have to go to Comic Con next year." No, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna get an endless barrage of shit if you don't change the fucking title. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, this is gonna be because Peter Laird is like, "Fuck this, I'm out of here, I'm out of here." <laughs> Got my check, I'm happy. Got my royalties, so <laughs> so There's like enough lot of shots, but enough of these shots of them standing around in broad daylight. Well, yeah, I don't know, maybe mm. they, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It does look. I mean, they're, I they're mean, making it. They're making a fucking turtles movie. I mean, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 excited about it. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna reserve judgment until I at least see a full trailer, not mm. even a teaser, like a full trailer. We should get that on a fucking T-shirt. What? I'll reserve Ju- judgment until I I'll see reserve, a full I'll trailer. I reserve judgment until I see a trailer. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Actually, um, that that would be great for a McGap and Fries T-shirt. Hmm. Have them, have I'll edit this bit out. McGap and, Fry, McGap and Fry's logo on the side, and then at the back, I reserve judgment until I see a trailer. Of your ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to... Speaking of trailers. Yes. Segwaying like a motherfucker today. I know, I know. It's like it's just coming out of nowhere. Um, did you see the trailer for uh, Robin White Penn in the Congress? Um, no. Because it was rapidly taken down. There is other places with it on, and it has Robin White Penn as Robin White Penn. Yep. And then there's something about okay, it's not. Is it Danny Houston? Maybe Danny Houston's the guy for Thirty Days of Night, right? Yes, it might be him. It might be somebody else. They're interviewing her about like she's as it Robin Wright went pen to go into this program where they will like Simone or something like that. They mm. will scan her mm. and they will own her from then on. And she's talking about doing that and whether it will be good for her career or something like that. She will never work again, which would be paid handsomely for this. All this kind of bullshit. And then it turns into a cartoon, and then it turns into multiple types of cartoon. And I think is oh no no I I haven't seen the trailer but I this is this is from the guys who did uh, waltzing with Bashir right? oh. waltzing with Bashir yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um for, and again mentioning Joe he mentioned it on his face but he linked also a copy that worked for a while but was taken down off YouTube I have a link to a copy that should work and I'll put it up on the post and they do make her look fucking terrible in animated form like her cheekbones are she looks a bit like Cruella Deville right. Which Robin White Penn is, you know, she's getting well, she's older. Not, yeah, That's she's fine. Right, she's yeah. aging gracefully. Yeah, I would yeah, never, yeah. you know, presume to comment on a, a lady's beauty like that. But that made her look fucking harsh. The Princess Bride, for fuck's sake. Yeah, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but it is a very weird, interesting looking trailer. Multiple different types of animation going on, multiple just weirdness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely check it out. Sweet. We've done the Riddick trailer. Um, some other quick trailers that have come out. Uh, there was a new trailer today for Wolverine. Yes, I saw which that. Which is still looking good. It's looking good. It's looking Although good. they've misstepped on the. Did you see the posters? The, the, the two. There the, the was the original Wolverine calligraphy poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. badass. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They've done two more. Yeah, they look like shit. Yeah, they don't look that good. No, no. they should have just kept it. Kept it just as Wolverine. That'll be fun. Yeah, because it's like it's Deadly Viper. I think is that her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And someone else. I know, but it, I mean, one, 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 one cool thing about this trailer is that you get your first proper, not super fast, quick cut look of uh, Silver Samurai. Yeah. And a giant fucking robot silver samurai as well. Yeah. And it's like... Fuck yeah! Looks badass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, they, they have the opening moments as well with uh, Famke Jansen in yeah, it, which yeah, is with, badass with as well. Yeah, great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Although I am getting tired of watching Wolverine apologize. 
I'm so it, sorry. In every in every fucking X Men movie, it's like he's apologizing for something. He's always crying. Yeah. You know, it's like what the fuck? You know, Wolverine is a he's a fucking badass. Yeah. If you watch every single X Men movie, he cries in every one because he's guilty or he's over murdering a chick. people or a chick or... over a bitch. You know, and and isn't it isn't it funny that. In this, uh, one thing that I found really funny, uh, and I couldn't really take the trailer seriously, is because he looks like in the bar when he's got his beard on, it's Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean? His character from Les Mis. Oh, I haven't seen Les Mis. You know, and and I'm watching this trailer for Wolverine, and he's there in his beard, and I just. I am so angry! And and I just started laughing, because there's like, (laughs) is he gonna break out of the song? You know he wants to. Yeah. Because Hugh Grant, he's a song and dance. Hugh Grant. Hugh Hugh Jackman. Jackman. (laughs) Hugh Jackman. You know. He's a song and dance man. He loves mm. that shit. If he could do a Wolverine musical, if he could turn Wolverine into a musical, I think he would do it. Oh, he would. He would absolutely do it. He fucking loves that shit. Yeah, and then he, you know, I want to. I want. This is what I want in a new Wolverine movie. I want to sing. <laughs> I don't want to dance, but nope. I want to cry ah. <laughs> at least twice. Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> uh, but it's it's still. I mean, we've. This is the third trailer now. It's still the presence of your one in the green catsuit does worry slightly because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that kind of sticks out like a Wolverine Origins in a kind of way yeah 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 and we've had some more there's been some more photos from uh, Days of Future Past uh, Jennifer Lawrence is back in the blue yes yes and there was just it wasn't Peter Dinklage on set it was just Peter Dinklage hanging with Brian Singer in a plane because fuck yeah Peter Dinklage why not <laughs> he's just wearing a beanie and having a t- just looking at the script not, he's not even in makeup or anything it's just it's like <laughs> Brian Singer's like fuck yeah Game of Thrones <laughs> I think that's all they've had recently. They haven't actually announced... They haven't released any more. But it's, again, it's a good slow drip of information. Yeah, yeah. Still no Sentinel foot, though. No. 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 You know, we, got, we had the head. Now we got to get a foot. Yeah. And I know you're not going to look at it, but I... I succumbed. I watched the rest of the Superman trailers. No, fuck no. <laughs> Two movies. Superman and Pacific Rim. I'm done watching, watching any, any trailers. I just yeah, I, I shouldn't have, but I watched it and it looked... There's a lot more Zod. The new trailer is focused on Zod. No, I heard, I heard, um, I heard. There's I, a lot more of him threatening the planet and looking for KL, Kal-El, so... Looking for KL? Looking for KL. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, he's lost. Someone Robocop are wandering he's, around he's Detroit. Just... Where's KL? <laughs> You have 24 hours to give me the, 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 directions the, the recipe to... for, for the hockey and me, or, <laughs> or I will destroy. I will destroy Chanka. Clang <laughs> <laughs> Valley, kneel before Zod. I don't know. It doesn't really work. I'd pay to see that. I'd love General Zod to fuck KL up. <laughs> What's the thing, isn't it? What? London got fucked up in G.I. Joe 2. Mm hmm. London got Paris fucked got in, fucked up in, in G.I. Joe 1. Paris got fucked up in something else recently, didn't it? Paris also got fucked up in Fantastic Four. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, London got fucked up in Fantastic Four. They didn't get fucked up. They, they, they put it back. The, the big wheel, they saved yeah. that. No, the but big, there's something even some more recently. The big wheel. <laughs> the eye on London. Sorry, Mr. Pedantic Fuck. <laughs> Have you been on that? No. Then shut the fuck up. Have you? Twice. <laughs> you said. Motherfucker. <laughs> I was drunk both times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you get drunk while waiting in, in line? No, I wasn't drunk. It was really quite nice. You get a lovely view. Was it? Yeah. Oh. House is apparently lovely from up on high. Uh, moving on to our next segment, we like to call questions emails. Mm-hmm. This week we have questions emails. Oh. Uh, we'll go to Twitter first where Ask Ivan asks. Yep. Should Harrison Ford just give it a rest? Yes. Do- there you go, done. Uh, do we want him in Star Wars episode, JJ, if he's going to use Ender's game voice? Ender's game voice is 
old man sit down your you know, in voice. a strange way I wouldn't mind as long as you get Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill back if you can't bring one back you gotta bring back all three yeah uh, if you bring back all three I'm all for it because you know that and then they if, die. If then, he, the emp- then they die when the empire kills them, and they got the kids. Got to fight their way. Because if Harrison Ford is going to be using his uh, his Ender's Game voice, <laughs> I, you just know that next to him, Mark Hamill is going to come across like the most enthusiastic fucking person. Ever. Yeah, if he does his Joker voice, he's not going to do the Joker voice. No, but Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, he he he's he's enthusiastic about all the everything. time. He is actually. You t- yeah. If you watch him in interviews, he's the complete and he's the complete opposite of Harrison Ford. Yeah, he loves to talk, mm. he, particularly about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, he's just going to be like, and and even though he's not guaranteed that he's going to be in the movie, he's already telling Kathleen Turner how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> really, I didn't hear that. Yeah, there was a, there was this thing uh, they were doing. Like a screening of Return of the Jedi or something. Oh, yeah. And he turned up and he was like saying, I've already talked to Kathleen Kennedy and I, and I told her it would be great if we could have a mix of CG and practical because I'm kind of old-fashioned that way. I like the practical oh, effect. Oh, no. You know, you know, and you can... And and everyone's going ape shit for it because you know everyone's like all the hardcore fans like yeah 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 that's exactly what we want more practical effects. You know. But I mean, what age is Harrison Ford? He's old. What age is um, the guy who played Ming the Merciless in Flash Gordon? Max von Sydow? Yeah. What, now? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he way older? I don't know. Is he still, he's still alive, right? Yeah, yeah, he's still alive. I think, I think Max von Sydow is probably e- either in his 80s or 90s. He's, e- he's in his 80s or 90s. That motherfucker has more energy in his little finger yeah, than Harrison Ford, Ford has in his entire career for the last five years. Harrison Ford seems to just... He only seems to really make some weird attempt to, to be an animated version of himself when he's fucking Callista Flockhart yeah or when he's or when he's on a talk show yeah you and know? even then it's like even, I, you saw the Star, the Star Wars thing right yeah 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 and, and I mean then, it was a funny bit but it wasn't that funny no but, and it was as well it was half oh you motherfucker I'm gonna mm, yeah so you. so I mean uh, I mean uh, honest, he, was, he was relatively animated in uh, Cowboys vs. Aliens right he was no, he wasn't. He was just... It's just that he was working in a genre that suited his gruff... Draw. Don't, don't give a fuck demeanor. Mm. You know? And the way I look at it is like, shit, dude, you're fucking filthy rich. You know, you've... These movies have been very good to you. Smile, asshole. Yeah. You know? Smile for the fucking cameras and for the people who pay for your fucking mansion. <laughs> you know? Mansions. Mansions. So, you know what? If he's not in the movie, I don't give a fuck. But if you are going to bring him back, then you got to bring back all of them. Hmm. You know, but even if they're just standing somewhere waving, and then a, a, a star destroyer plows into them. Either way, either way, you know, whatever. If he's going to be in the movie, I hope he gets fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> he's back in carbonite. He's the coffee coffee table. There you go. Uh, we also have a message from Shunji Haji, who says, "Hi guys." I know this is a subject close to your heart. I just watched Constantine the other night for the tenth time. Just want to say that I think Peter Stormare was great in it. What movies do you guys like him in? Peter who? Stormare. Peter Stormare? Uh, Stormare? Is it Stormare? Or is it Stormare? Stormare? You know? I don't know. I've been a Scandinavian. Michael Perry? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Stormare. Stormare. Well, you know, the, the, first, the first one that comes to mind is Big Lebowski. And uh, Fargo. Fargo. Um, Cut off your Johnson! Yeah. <laughs> I mean... And he was, he was great. He was in The Last Stand as well. He was pretty good he at was, that. He was. He was. I mean, he's a, he's a great go-to villain. Yeah. You know? And in The Last Stand, he's, he's, he's filling that role, but it's like it's like polyfiller for that hole that just, you know, it just fills it exactly I, I really, what he's I, really, I really enjoyed that movie, actually. But you only see it recently, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought, mm. it was, I thought it was good. 
Apart from the, you just find the CG at the end unnecessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If the, they just fucking shot that on a bridge, bridge. in the <laughs> desert, it did, it why? Was, it was so not a, not. A, it was like you shot this in a blue screen tent. <laughs> why? Because I love the, the fact that the ending. It's Arnold's using fucking wrestling moves. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. the other guys being all whippersnapper, fast ninja motherfucker. Yep, yep. And yep. I am completely taken out of the scene by the fact that the clouds in the background look ridiculously fake. That really annoyed me because if it hadn't been for that, it would be a solid B movie for me. I really annoyed me. Uh, no, I mean Peter Stormare, he's just he's he's a crazy motherfucker. I mean, and, and, and every time when he plays like crazy ass villains, like also in Bad Boys Two, Armageddon, he's great. He's, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's yeah, the guy yeah. in the shirt on the, yeah, the yeah, mirror. Yeah, what yeah. you doing? You don't want to do this like that. <laughs> Russian component, American component, all made in Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he was he was that crazy fucker in um, in Bad Boys Two. Um, he was the guy who was uh, who was uh, ha- um, he was helping to sell the main bad guy's ecstasy. And when the guy sort of like double crossed him, when they when when uh, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith are going to like uh, laying siege to the guy's mansion, Peter Stormare turns out with a bunch of guns. Hey, I'm on your side, eh? and they start shooting him, motherfucker. And then they shoot him. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Bad Boys Two's been I've wiped it from my mind for some reason. He was also trash fra- trash trash face in uh, an episode of Wilfred. Trash face. You know, but he's just the kind of guy that just lends credibility. He is a character. He's, he's a character actor's character, character actor. Character actor's character actor who lends credibility to shit films like Dylan Dog, Dead of Night. Oh, I haven't seen that. I still haven't bothered my arse. Uh, what is this? Am I looking at the right one? Yeah, actor. Yeah, that's him. Big Lebowski, Fargo, Armageddon, Bad Boys 2. That's, that's the, 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 he's in Ben 10. Uh, that's the, the known for on the, the IMDb list. He's in Covert Affair. He does a lot of TV as well. He just turns up and shit. Yeah, Wi-Fi yeah, yeah. Uh, let me think but I'm glad that uh, they brought up Constantine because I did love him as Lucifer mm. he was really really good in that and, and he's just and, dripping in black stuff whatever yeah, yeah, that yeah. was yeah and um, and also just the, the chemistry that he had with uh, he Til- never stops working does he nah he's hardcore <laughs> I mean it's, I thought I'd just have a quick look to see what else he's in but it's actually taking forever to see uh, Minority Report oh, yeah. but yeah does that answer your question <laughs> Chocolat He's also in Pain and Gain. Yeah. He, he and Michael Bay must really like each other. Yeah. Fargo, yeah. I mean, I, I'd stick with what we got so far. I haven't seen Awakening. Hmm? I haven't seen How about do dig at Maniska, but I've heard it's quite good. Uh-huh. That's Peter Storm. All right. Storm. I'm sure he's been, he's been more than that, hasn't he? Constantine. Are we just going to list off his entire... I don't know, but I thought there was, there was something else that... I don't know, maybe I thought he was in something else that he wasn't in. Yep. Yep. Oh, and like us, just uh, since I brought up Michael Bay, I I read this crazy rumor, it's so fucked up that I hope it's true, uh, that in Transformers 4, Mm -hmm. um, apparently, and this comes from Joe Blow again, again, so it Mm -hmm. could be bullshit, Um, it, it sounds like bullshit, but I hope it's true because it'll just be ridiculous. Apparently the Dinobots are in... Uh, Transformers 4 and you can totally make that work no that's not the issue I have but according to Joe Blow and bear in mind that if this is true you have to imagine how Michael Bay might do this is that he'll do it with freaking laser beams is that the Dinobots is that Grimlock appears in Transformers 4 Mm -hmm. and uh, that there's a scene in there's a scene in the script where Optimus Prime and Bumblebee ride the Dinobots into battle 
Sounds awesome. What's your point? I, but it sounds ridiculous. Sounds exactly. That's why it's going to be a fucking amazing. Michael Bay's back. He's back. He's going to do the first one all over again. They're, they're also going to have the Autobot Hound and a, a Decepticon that's been described in the script as a samurai. And uh, they're also going to introduce Galvatron. Oh, but how? Can, how? But how are you going to introduce Galvatron without, without introducing Unicron? Unicron and the whole Target 2006 thing? And yeah, all that you, kind of you know what? Like, this is bullshit. Yeah, it's never going to work. Although maybe they'll just do the Dinobots and that'll lead into the Dino Riders movie. Or maybe they might do Unicron the same way Fantastic Four did Galactus. What, shitly? Yeah. <laughs> He'll just be shat out of some planet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, what is that planet-sized object? Is that a hint of yellow? No. Why, why doesn't he sound like Galvatron? Oh, because we used the guy who did Galvatron in the last one. Yeah. <laughs> what dumb fucking luck is that? I got Galvatron let's, in the... Let's, let's get Leonard Nimoy. Shit, we already used him in the last one. <laughs> Uh, I thought I th- I'm still having problems with Peter Stormer though I thought it was in way more but yeah he's been good on that stuff mm. uh, our next question comes in from Max oh god um, <laughs> I should start screening these <laughs> it's been a long time I hope you remember me I had been well aside from the fact that I suffer from acid reflux from time to time thanks Max also I should share that I recently partook in a Red Bull drinking competition I chose the chocolate flavor and drank all in one go does chocolate flavored Red Bull is there no, no, no. I don't know. It was exceptionally tasty, but ultimately disappointing. Since it did not produce the dizzying height anticipated, I was hoping that it would at least disorientate me. It didn't. Speaking of disorientation, did you guys catch the MTV Music Awards? That's a very nice segue. <laughs> I watched it with Barnaby. What did you think of Mark Wahlberg and Seth MacFarlane as best on-screen duo? Who do you think should have been one best on-screen duo? Uh, duo? Uh, keep calm and drink milk. Peter Stormare and whoever he shares the screen with. Yeah, uh, Ernie. Peter Stormare and Arnie. There you go. Peter, Sto- Peter Stormare and the big yellow bus that he's kind of he's running around it forever <laughs> in the last stand. He's like he's hiding behind it, then he's like in it, then he's underneath it, right? I think it should be uh, the be- best on-screen duo is the teddy bear and his 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 Mark Wahlberg puppet. Oh, almighty! Yeah, Mark Wahlberg is the new teddy bear, isn't he? A L- little bit. No. No, but only Mark Wahlberg actually looks like he probably talks like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> As the Pain and Gain trailer shows. Yeah, but do you know how the, the story behind uh, why Matt Damon looks and sounds like that in Team America? It's not because they hate Matt Damon or anything. It's that they they got they got basically <laughs> they got they got the puppet back, uh-huh. and it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> this looks retarded. <laughs> but they didn't have the time <laughs> to change, change it. So they were like, oh, fuck it. Let's just, just go for it. Yeah. Let's just play him like he's retarded. Matt Damon. <laughs> and now a thousand memes were launched. But they had no intention of doing it like that. Yeah, it was yeah. just they got the puppet back and they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> See, you know, if George Lucas had done the Star Wars the, the Star Wars prequels of puppets, can you imagine how much creativity that restriction would have placed upon him? Mm. Would have been, oh, fucking Matt Damon. <laughs> so who would your, who would your uh, best on-screen duo be? Last year. Jesus. Last year. Last year. Is it? Was it last year? Yeah, Ted was last year, wasn't Ted it? Ted was last year. Uh, I can't. I can't even remember. Yeah, last no, we're week. fucking. This is the US. <laughs> this is the kind of one we should do that thing. What do you call it? Oh yeah, research. Um, you well, you, how, how are you going to research this? We'll get back to you on this one. Oh, right. well, we'll just look at what movies came out last year and which one had two more than two people in it. Yeah, the show's not that long. <laughs> you know, we don't. We don't need to go through that. All right, we got another. We got one more from Twitter, which was Ask Ivan again, saying. Can we have Pixar not doing uplifting? Just once. Think Watership Down or Fox and the Hound. Oh, God, you got me going now. This is hashtag. Yeah. 
You, we've covered this a lot in the past. We, Maybe we, it's we, longer we, ago because we've been on hiatus a lot because yeah. we like, we're like we always on holidays in the Caribbean. We've actually covered this quite a bit. Yeah. I, I have. You would uh, like every Pixar movie to end a certain way. I would like every Pixar movie to end on a down note. Mm. Well, not necessarily a down note, but a realistic note. Like, for example, Wally. Oh, the, fu- the fucking robot should not come back to life. He's a robot. Mm. You know? Same thing with finding Nemo. This is real life. You don't find Nemo. No. <laughs> we found him where? In the stomach of a bigger fish. There you go. So I absolutely do think that Pixar should do some some real fucking stories, you know, and not just end everything on some happy note. Mm-hmm. Like, did you hear about that guy who um, edited Toy Story three? So so it ended when they went to the furnace. And when they went to the furnace, and he showed it to his pa- his family. Oh Jesus Christ! That would scare you for life. He showed it to his family, and he and he taped them. He recorded them watching it, and it goes like they they all hold hands and they go into the furnace. And then it fades to black, and then it fades to black. And then the credits come up, <laughs> and then his mom is like, "That's it." <laughs> They're like they're completely traumatized, and it's even like two days later. He's 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 got her like he's recording her in the car, and she's still fucking traumatized. She's still oh, talking no. about. I gotta find that. That's terrifying. It would be though. I mean, again, they're in the kids' ghetto now, and I mean, we'll see how. I mean, they they own Disney. Yeah. Um. I thought Disney owns them. Yeah, but it kind of worked out in such a way that like was a share swap and all that kind of stuff. And now it's all this weird stuff where a Disney movie looks like a Pixar movie and a Pixar movie looks like a Disney movie. Yeah, but I mean, like John Lasseter gets involved with everything, right? Um, but I mean, it could. I mean, it, they haven't gotten out of the kids' ghetto yet. I mean, I think that's what Pixar would like to do. I mean, they were close with Wally, but they didn't quite push it hard enough. But they could do something. I mean, again, I've forgotten his name again. What's his name? Stanton. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, you know him getting out of the animated ghetto into the live action ghetto he just got put right back in his box mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean Brad Bird is currently leading the, the storm there right Brad mm-hmm. Bird's the, the Pixar alumni yeah, he's yeah, doing yeah, the yeah, most yeah. now with Tomorrowland is the next one he'll do but um, I mean it would be it's a gamble for them to put five years of their life into a movie that has an end and a, a downbeat but it would be cool and if, if anyone has watched Watership Down recently I oh, that fucking movie Jesus Christ mm-hmm. not just the not just like a down ending the whole fucking movie is like an acid trip have you seen it recently which one Watership Down oh no have you seen it ever uh years and years yeah and most yeah. people can't remember because they repress it so fucking hard oh no it's fucked up yeah totally no it's a fucked up movie and it's all about weird like fucking rabbit gods speaking to them and all fuck Jesus when they get <laughs> when they're getting gas in the burrows yeah, like yeah, oh no, my yeah. god just rabbit heads floating through caves oh what, where's their bodies what's going on they're dying oh Jesus Christ this is the one that ends with them swimming in the, the channel right no what? What, what which one is that the channel what, what, what's, that, what's that other one where they're swimming where, where they're swimming like they're, 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 they're getting tired it, it ends with them swimming they're getting tired and, oh fuck it never mind I'll, I'll look it up <laughs> what the fuck is that <laughs> I don't think it ends there I think there's more of the movie but somebody turned the TV off and sent <laughs> to the bed <laughs> no no what, what? <laughs> it's not this bleak dystopian some of them survive I was like they do that I'm like Hunter S. Thompson's like finish the fucking story <laughs> what about the glands <laughs> I think actually, I think it was. Uh, I was. I was talking to ask Ivan about that. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I, I gotta ask him tomorrow. I'm what? gonna. I'm gonna ask Ivan tomorrow. What was the? What, what the... was the movie where they're swimming the English Channel at the end? It's a cartoon where it's fucked up. Where I can't. They're they're, they're swimming. Are they rabbits? I think so. They're rabbits, and then they're like going, "Oh, how, how much further is it? Oh, it's not that much further." And then it, and then you pull back, pull back. My favorite, pull back, and you realize they're they're swimming the English Channel. They're never gonna reach land. They're gonna fucking die. <sighs> That's not. Oh yeah. Down. <laughs> There's a slight upbeat bit at the end of Watership Down. All right. Uh. You're weird. 
alright then that's the end of our questions if you want to tell us what movie that was you can get us at podcast at mcgeppenfries.com or you can tweet either of us on our twitters which are gavyap and mcnasty prime okay so let's just uh, move on to reviews yeah let's I'll do a really quick review of Jack Reacher mm-hmm. uh, for those of you who, are don't, who don't know Jack Reacher is based um, on the uh, the novel by Lee, Lee Child, Child. Uh, the novel the, the novel, one shot yeah it's one shot it's based on the novel one shot which is not the first in the series of Jack Reacher novels I believe it's number nine oh. I think um, but uh, what is interesting about the novel I haven't read it but I've done a little bit of research about what one of the reasons why Christopher McQuarrie the director um, and also the screenwriter of the film uh, Christopher McQuarrie is also the Oscar winning screenwriter of The Usual Suspects mm-hmm. he also did the uh, he also wrote and directed The Way of the um, Way Gun. of the Gun which was an awesome movie and uh, he did uh, co- he did the screenplay for Valkyrie, which mm. was the first time he worked with Tom Cruise, and uh, he's going to be working with Tom Cruise again on Mission Impossible Five. Yeah. Um, but is he directing or produ- he's writing? He's uh, he's directing. Oh, he's directing the five. Okay. Um, Drew Pierce, the is- writer of um, Iron Man Three, has yeah. been tapped to write Mission Impossible Five. Yep, yep. Uh, but in an interview, Christopher McQuarrie was saying that one of the reasons why he wanted to do one shot was because of the way it starts. Is that we're basically. Um, there's a situation that happens and everyone is looking for this guy named Jack Reacher mm-hmm. uh, everyone, and so the name Jack Reacher is sort of bandied about a fair bit and you're left wondering who the fuck is this guy and he just felt that that was a great way to introduce Tom Cruise, it's on the poster Yeah, that was a great way to introduce the character um, the story is simple enough it's, it's a guy who is accused of a crime he didn't do and no one's going to believe him because it's such an open and shut case. Mm-hmm. And he calls, he, he insists on getting Jack Reacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Jack Reacher is the only one who is going to make sure that... Justice is served. Justice is served, basically. Um, now, I'm not giving anything away. From the very beginning of the movie, you know this guy didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Because the movie opens with, with the him crime... Not doing, oh, with him with, not doing it. The, the movie opens with the crime he's accused of, and you see who does it. Mm. Um, and uh, the... Basically, uh, it's it's a sniper. It's uh, it's a sniper played by Jay Courtney, who played uh, John McClane Jr. in uh, Die Hard Five. Oh, okay. Uh, he's actually very good in this. Is he? And, yeah, he he's. I mean, he doesn't have to do much except like fucking you know look like a badass. And he doesn't he, have to do much. He didn't do much about that in Die Hard Five, and he fucking failed miserably. But he's an awesome sniper who takes out a whole bunch of people. And there's this whole thing. It's, it seems like a random crime. Why the fuck were all these people killed? All of this evidence is is. Um, all of the evidence is leading to this guy called James Barr. Uh, they find they find his prints on the fucking weapon. They got the bullet casings. They got everything they need. It's mm-hmm. an open and shut case. Mm-hmm. And when they ask him, does he have any comment? He refuses to talk. He just gives them a piece of paper saying, "Get Jack Reacher." And then cut to you and like yeah, you see like uh, cut to the police saying, "Give us your fucking statement." Yeah. <laughs> you Do got, you want a lawyer or not? Who's this guy? You got you got the great Richard Jenkins mm-hmm. as um, Alex Roden, the, um, the the district attorney, and you got David. I, I, Richard Jenkins is the older guy from Cabin in the Woods, right? Yes. Is he eating half the time? No. Okay. He seems to be, every time I think of him, I think of him eating a sandwich. And then you got, I don't know why. Then you got David Eloyello. <laughs> Danny Aiello No, no, the um, the black guy from Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, no, that's yeah. David Aiello Racist. <laughs> and uh, he's he's I was not being racist. <laughs> it's, it's Sorry, not illiterate. Hard to name. And he's he's uh, playing Emerson, the cop who's working the case. Okay. And um, they're trying to find Jack Reacher, and they're saying you never find Jack Reacher. This guy has been off the grid for a couple of years. You never fucking find him. Mm-hmm. And then fucking secretary comes in. There's a Jack Reacher outside looking for you. 
And it's because Tom Cruise, Jack Reacher, sees this dude on the news. He's like, this motherfucker? And, you know, he goes to look for him. And that's how Jack Reacher gets involved. Um, Magic. Just like that. And really, it's just about... It's, it, then from that point on, it kind of becomes like a detective... Uh, He's an XMP or something, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it just becomes your regular... Not a member of parliament, a military police. Yeah, yeah just make it, that clear. It just becomes your regular run-of-the-mill kind Action. of whodunit, like trying to figure out who did what. Yeah. It's, it's, it's entertaining enough. It's, a, it's not a bad movie. It's, mm. it's pretty entertaining. The, the problem, actually, is Tom Cruise. And it's, for me, it was Tom Cruise. Have you read the book? No. Okay. Now, I'm not a slave to who should play Jack Reacher the way that some people have, have been. Someone over 5'10". Yeah. Now, but, but the thing is, is that that seems to be everyone's issue with it, is that he's too short. Well, My- it's also, he's supposed to be like built like a brick shit. It's supposed to be like a Vin Diesel's style dude right yeah, from yeah. the books apparently yeah that's what and, I heard and my my sort of issue with it is that this guy Tom Cruise is starting to show his age yeah you know and you haven't seen Oblivion yet have you no he looks younger in Oblivion than he is in Rex Reacher and I don't know how that happened he, I mean for me he was really in st- IMAX he looked younger which is for, you know that shows for you for me his- he's really starting to show his age and he's got a couple of shirtless shots in this and he's cut I mean he's very well built yeah but he's got he's at that age now where he's starting to have these tits, mm-hmm. you know, and he can't have tits because he's so cut, and he's very firm. But instead, his 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 man breasts just look huge. Mm-hmm. They're, but they're but they're flat. Mm-hmm. They're stuck down because he's working so much in the gym. And he's so cut that that like uh, they're not they're not hanging. Mm-hmm. But you can tell that, that he's got really huge mammaries, and they're they're really big and they're very distracting. And the problem and, and but one thing about this movie is that I, I officially have the biggest crush on Rosamund Pike. Oh, Rosamund Pike's in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you haven't seen an education, have you? No. You should see that. It's like I've always liked her, but now I really like her. You should see an education. <laughs> Why she get naked? No, she's a kind of a bimbo, kind of cool bimbo in it. She's, right, she's right, awesome. Right. Yeah, she's in this. She's playing um, Richard Jenkins's uh, daughter. She's also a lawyer, and she doesn't get naked or anything. There's no sex scene. There's nothing. Yeah, she's sassy. But there's just some. She's always speaking in a very low tone, and I just wanted to jump in the screen and fuck her. <laughs> it was crazy, <laughs> you know. And there's and there's a couple of shots where I don't know. I mean, she's either wearing really weak bras or something because they they just look amazing, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Just they just looked awesome, nice, and and they really distracted me from everything else that was going on. Uh, so I would say it's, <laughs> they really distracted you from Tom Cruise memories. Yeah, yeah, you know. So evidently not so, that much. So, so Tom Cruise was. I just found it weird in this because the whole thing about Jack Reacher is that Jack Reacher is meant to be this very mysterious character, mm. and there's no mystery about Tom Cruise. No, there's no mystery. You know exactly how he's going to play it. Mm-hmm. You know he's going to be intense and focused. <laughs> he's an action hero. Yeah, he's a pretty good action, action hero. hero. Yeah, you know. And Does it take the good of a love woman, a good woman, to get him back on track? Uh, they never go there, thank God. Okay. Uh, but part of the problem for me is that the whole idea you build this mystery around this character, and then when Tom Cruise comes on screen, you're just like, <laughs> it's fucking Tom Cruise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mystery gone. I mean, when we saw the trailer and they showed him in the car, we we're like, look at little fella driving the car. Yeah, 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 look at him. Yeah, yeah. He thinks he's people. I know. <laughs> uh, and another thing is that. And so that's that's, more, that's one problem. Another problem is that Werner Herzog. <laughs> I was going to ask how was Werner Herzog because he's nuts. He plays the villain. Yeah. This is okay. You know what? This is a massive problem. Really? Because he sounds exactly like Werner Herzog, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
No, he doesn't. I he mean, does. I, I've heard him. I've heard him interviewed a lot before separately. So maybe for me, it's slightly different because he's he very, sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. But he is very German. He is not very Austrian. But watch this movie. He sounds like Arnold. He sounds like an old Arnold. And it takes me. It took me out of the picture completely. Have you? Because Werner Herzog, I listened to the BBC Five Live Radio Cinema Show mm-hmm. with Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo. Mm-hmm. Werner Herzog's on that a lot because he's friends with Mark Kermode, mm-hmm. and uh, you hear him talk on that a lot about weird fucking shit like his movies and everything else. And he's a very very odd dude. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the clip on online of? Mark Kermode interviewing him in the hills of uh, Los Angeles where he gets shot at mm-hmm. and Werner doesn't bat an eyelid <laughs> you know the guy's eating his own shoe as well right uh-huh, yeah. uh, we should get together a list of just Werner Herzog-isms and just put it on a page in the site there's some movie he said that like if he, it was, if he, if he didn't make, like it or if it didn't make money or something he'd eat his shoe or was his hat mm-hmm. and he actually sat down and he videotaped it and he ate it Oh shit! And then another thing he did was what was the other one? Um, eating a shoe. Oh, uh, when Joaquin Phoenix had a car accident, it was Werner Herzog who dragged him out of it for some reason. He was just walking around nearby. He's like, "Are you okay, dear boy?" You know, he's just—he's the weirdest motherfucker. He just turns up all the time. Werner well, Herzog I, I, stories. I, I mean, his performance wasn't bad, but to me, every time he spoke, I just—it it just sounded like Arnold to me. And really? It just, it just messed with my head. Oh. So I mean, it's not a bad movie. I, you know, I mean, uh, I thought he was a good. I've heard, people said he was the, one of the best thing, better things in the movie. He's a good villain, but obviously, yeah. your Arnold love is yeah. problematic. So yeah, um, that that's my review. It's not a bad film, but it's not great. Yeah, and I mean, it's killed the franchise, right? Yeah, yeah. and I, I just you know, it was uh, a terrible trailer. It's they should have kept. Well, one shot's not a great title either. Jack Reacher one shot. I mean, you can't go semicolon on your first movie. No, nah. you and never go semicolon on your first movie. <laughs> well, you try not to have a movie that sounds like a gay porn. Yeah. Especially when it's Jack Reacher one shot. Jack Reacher one shot. Yeah. Um, In the but, face. But yeah, I, what? I'm big, big fan of Rosamund Pike now. Cool. Definitely check out an edu- edu- an Education because uh, what's her name's in it as well? Um, Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. So I'll move on to the next uh, review is Silver Linings Playbook. Okay. Okay. So uh, Bradley Cooper plays Pat, mm-hmm. who you start the movie, he's in a psychiatric hospital. Uh, he's definitely had some problems he's um, talking to himself he's got a jar of mayonnaise with some liquid in it that I don't know what happens and it never explained that to me and that really pissed me off but anyway he returns to his mother and father his mother comes to collect him um, his mom is Jackie Weaver I don't know if you've seen her in things but Jackie her- Weaver she was in Animal Kingdom she's awesome uh, and his dad is Robert De Niro and uh-huh. um, I mean it, it, it transpires that over a very slow opening it transpires you know, he's, he's working out a lot he wears black plastic sacks over his hoodie when he's running because he wants to sweat more to lose the weight so it transpires that the reason why he was in the psychiatric, psychiatric hospital was that he had undiagnosed bipolarism he's been bipolar and it's been undiagnosed for a long time he's been, he was dealing with it for a while he was married he was uh, his wife was a school teacher and apparently he came home one day and found her in the bathroom in the, in, in the bathroom naked with his, another history with a history teacher he lost his fucking shit and he nearly beat the guy to death. Is so she was, she was with who? the history teacher in the bathroom, oh, like right. fucking. Uh, he lost his shit, and, it, and not only that, she was listening to their uh, wedding song, which was "My Sher- Sherry and Moore by Stevie Wonder. All oh, right. So that's his trigger song. But I mean, it is a—he's bipolar. He just—he didn't—he never realized that he had those peaks and troughs. And mm-hmm, um, the movie begins with like it—you're watching it and you think this is like. Uh, hard to watch mm-hmm. because when he comes home Robert De Niro is slightly ADHD Robert De Niro is that Pat senior 
um, is huge on the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it's Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he's, and he, he's running a book and he has all these little you know um, superstitions that he has to have mm-hmm. so now that you know Pat Jr.'s back is like right you gotta be here you gotta you gotta sit in the chair and watch the matches with the games with me because that'll then we'll win and then you know my money will I'll get my money and some of that and the remote's gotta be <laughs> the remote's gotta be like no pressure I love how you say money with an accent you gotta get money. my money money you gotta get my money money and uh, you know the remote's have to be in a certain place and he's got a, a handkerchief he holds all this weird superstitious crap but Bradley Cooper is the crazy one mm-hmm. Into it, so he's doing his jogging he's doing his jogging because he wants to get back in, in shape so that when his wife res- lifts the restraining order that's obviously in place mm-hmm. um, who plays his wife? Uh, I don't know she looks like Jessica Chastain but she's not in it much right um, spoilers um, Into his life then while he's jogging comes Jennifer Lawrence's Tiffany Mm-hmm. I saw, uh, as a, it's not when he's running actually it's actually uh, Julius Stiles is he's got a friend who's played by um, Ortiz what's it John Ortiz, John Ortiz. Mm-hmm. and his wife is Julius Stiles and they, they live in life and he goes around for dinner and her sister is Tiffany who's Jennifer Lawrence and she's slightly damaged as well her husband was a cop who died right and he's got that manic kind of thing going on mm-hmm. you know where like someone's talking and they're kind of reacting to what they're saying as they're saying it trying to correct themselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when he's dealing with Robert De Niro and his mother it's like it's those arguments that you hear about people having where they're not actually talking to each other at all right. which I mean it's great I mean this is why it was nominated for Oscars and stuff because they are like I was tense watching it mm-hmm. because Robert De Niro is shouting and he's not stopping shouting you know what I mean he's trying to get his way to be said Bradley Cooper is saying complete, something, having a completely different conversation trying to get across to him the mother's trying to intervene mm-hmm. it's all very tense it's not going anywhere and it's just going on and on and on and on and on and then Jennifer Lawrence turns up as kind of a, a similar damaged person who is also taking like no bullshit from anybody and will just like say whatever the hell's on her mind if she wants to go out right now she'll just go right now mm-hmm. like and they've just had status at dinner she leaves mm-hmm. they get into a friendship um, he's still got to keep going to his therapy he's got to work his way through it um, it starts off very kitchen sinky yep have you seen Crazy Stupid Love yet? Uh, yes I have it reminded me a lot of that in that you're watching when I watch Crazy Stupid Love at first of all I thought it was it's Steve Carell Learns to Love movie with Ryan Gosling and I was thinking something along the lines of a Jim Carrey comedy kind of bullshit but it turned out to be a hell of a lot more than that mm-hmm. Silver Linings Playbook starts off as people in hell kitchen sink drama stuff and then kind of turns into a weird romantic comedy yeah I've heard that about this yeah it's, it's this weird sort of it is a, it is a, it's a huge sea change mm-hmm. I mean it doesn't change as much as say with, with you know Crazy Stupid Love does start kind of dark yeah um, it stays a bit dark but it keeps while it goes happier it manages to keep an even even tone. tiller, yeah, toner yeah, yeah. When the dance competition gets introduced, you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Hang on, what? What? Like, Jennifer Lawrence is a dancer, she needs a partner. Yeah. For something she's wanted to do. Yeah. But you're like, what? Because <laughs> it was, I mean, it was really hard to watch some of the, we were going to turn it off early because we're like, we're, we want a fucking relaxing movie on a Saturday night. We don't want fucking, mm-hmm. this is hard. Like, we were getting upset on behalf of the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a scene where, He's reading, he's reading Hemingway and he gets pissed off and so he goes in and shouts his parents in the middle of the night or he's looking for his vi- wedding video and they try to calm him down and he accidentally hits his mom in the face and it's just like it's one of those things where he's manic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's kind of terrifying to watch mm-hmm. and then it's just romantic comedy <laughs> where everything works out fine is, uh, does she deserve to win? 
Um, I mean, she gets to have the angry screaming moments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, she kind of... Her character fucks with him a lot. Yeah. Because she, you know... She calls him on some bullshit like, you know, you think I'm crazier than you are. Which mm-hmm. she does. Because he's like, you know, he's helping her out to show his ex that he's a good guy now. And stuff like yeah, that. But yeah. he moves away from that. But it's also that she gets to have the... The screaming, the kind of crying, and everything else. I mean, wasn't he nominated as well, or was because he got he gets to do a lot of crazy acting as well. No, he's nominated as well. But by the end of it, they're Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper. By the beginning of it, they're acting. By the end of it, it's like it does seem like even the speech is slower and more measured and relaxed. And I understand that works as regards to they're happier now. But I don't know it's just it was just an odd. I mean, we enjoyed it, but it was very weird going into it um, having that start because that start is hard. It's just like really weird, <laughs> very odd. But I mean, it is surprisingly funny once you realize it's supposed to be funny. Like he's constantly jogging by her house to try and find her, and she's always appearing from a different angle. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, Hunger Games. Um, you know, she just says, hey, and every time she did it, we got scared the shit out of us because we were expecting another domestic to happen, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, and that was funny. It was a tension breaker, I guess. But um, there's a whole thing about superstition coming into it but they don't really skip on that you know Pat is kind of he is bipolar right they flirt around a bit with him not doing the drugs but when he does the proper drugs he did you know because they, you know, they always say that you know oh they slow me down all kind of bullshit but he starts doing the drugs he just starts to get better um, his parents however there's no drugs that can solve them they're just nuts you know um, and then it just it gets, the comedy gets very broad like his, his doctor is this Indian dude mm-hmm. and he turns up with the man like they all go to the the, the, the game that his, Robert De Niro is not allowed to go to the matches anymore because he got into any fights when he was there. He's yeah. barred from the stadium. And they're all outside, uh, what do you call it, tailgating? Mm-hmm, getting mm-hmm. hammered before the, fight, before the game and they get into a fight and all this kind of stuff. And the, <coughs> his psychiatrist turns up and he's like, hey, well, let's, get, let's go Eagles or whatever. And it's all like, what? this would be okay in an Adam Sandler movie, but your first act seems to demand something more. So... It's an odd movie. I mean, odd can win the Oscar sometimes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's worth seeing, but you got to get past that first hump. Right. I really thought this was going to turn into an American uh, kitchen sink drama kind of thing that was going to be like depressing and everyone was going to die or something. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I wanted to see it. Yeah. Uh, I've come close to watching it on the plane a couple of times, but... Uh, <laughs> mm. No. Also, the title means nothing. Mm. Um, on my final review, then, is Fast Fear 6. You haven't seen Fast Furious 5, right? You've seen the first three. I've seen the first three, yes. I think I've seen Tokyo Drift a ridiculous number of times because when I was living in the hotel, it was on all the time on Saturday mornings when I was hungover. Mm-hmm. And also Lucas Black. He's great. <laughs> Since American Gothic. Love that kid. Oh, they got everyone back in it. No, no, he's not in it. All right, right. But Tokyo Drift, I've seen more than the other ones. Yeah. I haven't even seen the first two. I haven't seen the second one. Yeah, like, you know, try, trying to name all of them. Like, the first one was... Uh, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Second, Second one was Too Fast, Too Furious. Furious. Third one was Fast and the Furious, Furious Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift. Fourth, uh, fourth one, was one was The Fast and Furious. The Fast and the Furious. The fifth, fifth one, one was Fast, Fast Five. Five. And the sixth one, according to the title card, is Furious Six. Is what? Furious Six. Furious Six. It just says Furious Six on the title card. Right. So, you haven't seen Five. So, Five is essentially... They're on the run... Yeah, sorry. At the end, I think of four, I believe. Dom, which is Vin Diesel's character, got caught. Yeah. And they play bargain, but they got fucked up or something. Right. So he gets like 25 years to life. And Paul Walker is going... Paul Walker, right? Yeah. Yeah. Paul Thomas Walker. Is that Paul Walker? He's going out with Dom's sister. So six opens with the courtroom scene. 
you know, Vin Diesel in chains, he's on the bus, he's all ha- he's unhappy, unhappy. Oh, so, so five ends with Vin Diesel. Five starts with Vin Diesel going to jail, right. and Paul Walker and his sister break him out. Right. They end up in Rio because they got to go to countries where they can't get, um, what you call it, uh, there's no extradition. Right. Uh, they're doing a quick job with Vince, who's in the early movies. Do you remember Vince? Go with a beard. Looks yep. like Josh Brolin. Yep, yep, yep. Only yep, muscular. Yep. They do a job with him. It goes south. There's some guy who runs all the drug cartels and runs everything in in um, in there. They find out that every chip that describes where all his money is kept because it's all at the banks, and they take him down. Right. And him and the whole crew. They get Tyrese Gibson. They get Ludacris. Uh, all these guys together to basically and I hear that even uh, take he, his money I hear that uh, they even managed to get Eva Mendes to do a cameo in the, in, the, in the fifth one yeah so that's that's the point so that movie they basically we're going to take this guy everyone gets 11 million each or something like that right and they do it and it's awesome and it's vehicular man solder and I, I think the, I didn't realize how awesome that fucking movie is like the, the, the beginning of it they're stealing cars from a moving train right and it's cool and it looks cool I should probably watch Torque I believe there's a train in that as well um, but there's, a, there's, there's a bit I think you might have seen the trailer where they're dragging a vault a bank vault yes. around with the two cars yes broad daylight completely this will make points later because it's broad daylight and it's completely ludicrous and it looks awesome right and the two guys are driving the cars that's cool and the rock goes after them and they team up with the rock it's all good end of the movie ends with the rock and Ava Mendes turning up to say uh oh because the rock's giving them like a little bit of time to get away he thought he they switched bolts at some point so he thought they had he had the money but they have the money so they're off right they're going to evade the rock um, and Ava Mendes had a picture of Michelle Rodriguez who apparently died in two four, four. <laughs> she went undercover for Paul Walker apparently she, she died in four yeah and she got killed she got discovered as, as a mole and got killed right um, so that's how that one ends this new one starts with she's the villain right in this one kind of so this one starts with like Paul Walker and, his, and Mia having the baby uh, Vin Diesel's chilling with the cop from Brazil from the second one yeah. from the fifth one Jesus Christ uh, it's so complicated these fucking movies um, The Rock comes and says yo got your ex-girlfriend because Michelle Rodriguez was Vin Diesel yes 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 so she's running as part of a crew who are doing the type of job like I mean the movie starts with The Rock going like there's only one crew who can do this and then you go into an interrogation room and there's a guy in a, uh, you see a bald dude from the back who's ripped with the white vest and you turn around it's not fucking Vin Diesel it's someone else mm-hmm. so there's someone else running a similar crew so The Rock wants them he'll help out to find Letty who is uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character mm-hmm. he'll have to find them but he needs their help to take out this gang mm-hmm. um, he's led by this guy called Shaw fuck where is this is Luke Evans is it Luke Evans I think it is Luke Evans yeah Luke Evans uh, he's pretty good in it, actually so he's a mil- they're a military unit and they're taking out his shit and they're building like an ultimate terrorist device and so Paul Walker's had the kid they're supposed to be that world's behind them but they're going to get pardons now because I mean this is nice the way they go through it they were like Fast Five starts with them like stopping off in Vince's house in Brazil and eating fucking loads of food because they haven't eaten days mm-hmm. Fast Six they're all in the pig's back but they can't go home yeah and so The Rock will give them pardons if they can sort this shit out yeah so vehicular manslaughter ensues yeah um it's not as nuts as the trailer made it look when we saw the trailer first of all I think I mentioned Team Night Rider like there's a big fucking plane there's all, all this shit going on mm-hmm. it keeps it on the down low for a while I mean it's, Brazil looks amazing in Fast Five there's a just the lens camera work there's a lot of like you know helicopter shots over the bay and all this kind of stuff that make it look fantastic you should definitely watch Fast Five I watched it on Monday it's really fucking good in Furious 6 it's London right yeah Furious 6 is London which you've been in London yeah once you see some of the shit that's going on there you're like 
no fucking Oxford way. Street really <laughs> what time I mean it's dark I know that but even with that this is fucking traffic yeah and they've been working on it for the last what five to ten years yeah <laughs> down the far end of Oxford Street like near Knightsbridge area yeah, 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 that's, yeah. there's been building there fucking ever yeah, yeah there's yeah. a bit like they go up by Piccadilly Circus like no no yeah, and the bad guys have the cool thing which have Formula One. They like Formula no, I, One. I've heard that actually. Is that like, uh, like particularly from the British reviewers? They're like bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> do the fucking outer boroughs or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. I mean, Same. don't do the. They're trying to do the landmarks. Uh, the bad guys have a lot of cool cars. They have a Formula, basically Formula One cars, but they're like armored. Hmm. So they got the speed, they got everything else, and they can have a little shield that goes up. They can. That they don't want to be tailed, they just flip cars until there's enough of a roadblock behind them. Like they'll just drive into oncoming traffic, so they get ramped off it. Right. The trailer made it look completely ludicrous. The with ludicrous in it, that crops up later. So they get the whole team back together. Ludicrous. Uh, apart from there's two guys in five who aren't back. Right. Um, Han is the. Oh, his name's Kang. Kang. Something Kang. Sun Kang is the guy who's in Tokyo Drift Tokyo Drift and yeah. he's constantly talking about the other two movies about Tokyo, yeah. we'll get to Tokyo but not yet um, they get everyone together they gotta I don't know breaking into the vault is five I'm getting confused now they gotta just find the guy and take him down they have a few scrapes right. Michelle Rodriguez it turned out survived her encounter but now has amnesia Right. She was found by Luke Evans and was brought along. Doesn't really make a difference. It's not a fucking spoiler. Right. Uh, there's a lot of car chases. Vin Diesel goes after her to find out what's going on. Um, it turns out Luke Evans is after something. It's in a tank. This is somewhere around the point where it lost me. They were doing the, the London. The initial London chase scene is all very cool. They got a lot of beamers chasing a lot of other cars. The other guy, the bad guys, have electronic chip guns. They mm-hmm. like fuck up the electronics of your car, mm-hmm. which means the, the, for the next encounter, our heroes got to go get old muscle cars, right. which is kind of cool. And the Rock and Ludacris get some fun time together to fuck around with some English assholes, posh right. motherfuckers. Like uh, service areas over here. Like, oh really? Bearing in mind at this point, every one of the gang has like eleven million in the bank, if not more. Right. So they just fuck with this fucker. It's yeah. pretty funny. Uh, the Rockets have some good stuff. There's some good fight scenes as well between The Rock and. Uh, no, what The Rock is. Is Gina point. Carano any good? Gina Carano's pretty good. Gina Carano and Michelle Rodriguez. There's a double fight scene in the, in the tube. So we've got Gina Carano and Michelle Rodriguez beating the shit out of each other. And mean, Gina Carano's trying to arrest her. And like at one point, Michelle Rodriguez gets the, she gets the one cuff link on her. Or the one. Uh, what do call them? Handcuff. Mm-hmm. The other half, she's beating Gina Carano with it. Like she's using it as a fucking knuckle duster. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Terrence Gibson and. Um, Sung Kang are getting their ass handed to them by one of these other guys like there's cops getting left right beaten up left right and center at one point the two of them are fighting which you saying like no you go first because mm-hmm. you know you got to line up one by one when you're fighting back mm-hmm. so it's not going to come around to is when Vin Diesel going to win over Michelle Rodriguez find out what really happened to her uh, Paul Walker goes to fucking the US to talk to a guy from one of the other movies to find out what happened to Michelle Rodriguez when Vin Diesel does it anyway right. it's a complete like was was Paul Walker do- was he doing Vehicle 19 in the middle of this movie or something is, is Paul Walker not in the movie all he's then? in it but he just goes off to jail for a bit and he's doing stuff in jail but he's not with the rest of the gang in London right, right and then he comes back and Vin Diesel's like what you found out was for you we're gonna get her back and it's like he didn't even tell Vin Diesel what the fuck like that she's amnesia he just figured it out on his own because he went to a street race and found her and they had a street race and that's when the stupidity comes out right. but when it gets to later on then they I mean they've always bent Bends the I, rules I, of physics. I, when it gets to the tanks, tanks bit, the tank versus cars is cool, but they do two things that are like, fuck, no. You could have done it other ways. There's a bit where Tyrese Gibson flies, and there's a bit where Vin Diesel and flies, literally, hmm. and saves himself. And I hear there, there's a reveal 
of the of uh, a villain in the. Uh, the yeah, that. So they also that the, so that's one set piece. Like movies, are, they're doing a pretty good job this year with keeping us on Star Trek, Iron Man, a couple of other things, keeping us on our toes with regards to the three act structure. Like Iron Man, I don't know how many fucking acts Iron Man had. Yeah. Uh, same with Star Trek, it had multiple climaxes. Mm-hmm. This one has a climax, and you're like, oh no, not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last climax is like a plane, which is on the longest runway. Like literally, takes twenty to thirty minutes for this fucking plane to land and take off, and they're all chasing it, and there's all shit going on. You do get to see the Rock and Vin Diesel beating up a guy who's bigger than both of them, which is kind of cool. You've probably seen him in one or two other things. He's like, he's, he's this English dude. He's fucking huge. Um, things move towards Tokyo Drift. Uh, everything's pretty much resolved. Um, it does kind of seem to reset things a little bit in certain ways. Mm-hmm. I was thoroughly entertained. Probably not as much as five. I've heard people say it's more like four. I haven't seen four. Mm-hmm. But you want to watch four. But it's not even. they don't even wait until they've shown you a few credits. They just fucking go straight into this thing. People said it was a post-credits. I was ready to wait. Yeah. It goes black for a bit. Then there's a scene that is Tokyo Drift, but with a little bit extra that wasn't in Tokyo Drift. And that, I'll tell you offline who's in that, because there isn't a big action star in that. Oh, I know who's in it. You know who's in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is. Uh, for, this is, again, for a press screening? People were walking and hollering. <laughs> I wasn't, but there were people going like, oh, yeah, baby! <laughs> I thought this was like, you know, the, the, the... The serious thing. The serious thing. But it does, I mean, I am... Looking forward, I fucking am a fan of the Fast and Furious movies now. I never watched the other ones. I gotta watch them all now. You're all fucking invested in the characters. Yeah, five is really good. You should definitely. If you haven't seen five, you should definitely watch it. I haven't seen. You gave up after three, right? I gave up after. I didn't. I didn't give up. I just. Oh, those car movies again. Didn't like it enough. (laughs) Yeah, and I. I mean, having seen what I read read online, I mean, yeah, they did go for an, an an obvious arc, but five was the one where it's like, right, now you're taking down drug dealers. And then it just goes nuts. And that's great. And now it's like, now you're taking down international teams. And the next one right now, you know, you got to get together to fight this guy who killed one of your crew, who wasn't one of your crew, like, when the third movie came out. But now you've inserted him, like... I mean... It's, I mean, in some way, they're doing, like, you know, digital reinsertion, but not... Re- you know what I mean? It's, it's so weird how they pull that off. Yeah. Um, in years to come, people will be writing theses on how to fuck with a movie... How to f- create a horribly... Byzantine timeline for a bunch of movies about people driving cars really fast <laughs> it's nuts but yeah I mean I enjoyed it I didn't enjoy it as much as 5 it's definitely worth seeing 5 made ridiculous amounts of money I don't know if this will make as much but you know it's fun and The Rock is fun and Vin Diesel's fun and that's all I need to know cool cool uh, so we'll finish off with our customary sign off which is the US and Malaysian box office top 10 in Malaysia? In Malaysia, number 10, Identity Thief. I'm never going to watch this. No. Number 9, David Lohman. Number 8, Ithir Nichal. Number 7, 9881. 89981. Mm, number 6, Vehicle 19. Paul Walker was in that. Number 5, Hummingbird. Hey. Jason Sadie was in that. Yeah. Number 4, The Great Gatsby. You didn't get a chance to see this yet, right? I'm not watching this. You know? No. Do you like the, red, number the, three, Redford, number the Redford version too much or Number something? 3, OMK. Number two, Marvel's Iron Man 3. Number one, Star, Star Trek, Trek Into the Darkness. Darkness. And in the US box office popped. Uh, the US box office, number 10, The Big Wedding. Number nine, Mud, getting very good reviews. It is, it is. Matching McConaughey's. McConaughey's. Number eight, Peoples. Peoples. Is that Mario Van? Uh, no, that's. That's Peoples. 
No, it's uh, it's, a, it's a sequel it's to Solo. It's Tyler Perry. Oh God. <laughs> Number seven, Oblivion. Number six, forty-two. Not f- movie forty-two. It was movie forty-two. Or was it movie thirty-nine? No, it's movie forty-three. Forty-three. Jesus. But this is the baseball movie. Actually, that's that's my that's my favorite on-screen pairing. What? Hugh Jackman and his ball stuff <laughs> that's hanging from his chin. Yeah. Uh, number, number five, five the cruise. cruise. I keep hearing good things. I want to see it. Number four, Pain and Gain. I really want to see this. Number three, The Great Gatsby. Number two, Iron Man 3. Uh, number one, Star Trek Into Darkness. So thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next time. And uh, good night. See ya.